2: I will with you. So just nation. Baby girl, I will stay with you. I will be with you. Baby
3: girl, I believe you Hello, baby girl, Lisa.
0: You know, anytime I talk to you on phone, I always told you that I love you. So I decided to do this for you. And for the sake of our love. Baby, I love you. Listen to this, please. I
1: could deal for you. I do for you, God. I could pray for you. We are you good day to eternity, I could do for you. Anything you want, I do
0: for you, God. I could pray for you. We are you good day to God. We to stay. I'm about to do a do day. i I'll be there for you. That's right, folks, that was I Love You by the international artist Soja Boy, not to be confused with Soulja Boy. This is Soja, S-O-J-A, boy, Uh, a Nigerian pop star. You've seen him on the current season of 90 Day Fiancé Before the 90 Days. Very fitting that we do that because one of our guests, we are going to get into 90 Day Fiancé finally. But what a song, huh? It's very romantic. It's called I Love You, and that's how I feel. I love you guys. This is so bad. It's good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. Uh, how has the week been for you guys? We are here another week, another week to be thankful. <laughs> I'll be there for you. <laughs> Sorry. A um, uh, couple quick things up top before I get into what we're doing with the show today. Uh, thank you guys for all the support. Uh, big, a uh, lot of new listeners. Uh, I'm sure because of the Charlie interview and, and because of Watch What Crap and and we have just had a really nice run of some amazing guests, and that does not stop today because we have some amazing guests for you. Uh, I do want to say another thank you to Charlie Burnett, um, really just an open, honest interview that I think changed a lot of people's minds about her, or at least you got to feel a little bit more about what kind of person she is, and she is a real awesome person. So if you haven't checked that out, I really strongly suggest you do and I, I uh it's been kind of crazy in the vanderpump rules cinematic universe we of course had the firing of brie and i talked about uh i talked talked about that at the beginning of last episode was that uh unfortunately or fortunately however you view it uh brie the editor of vanderpump rules or one of the editors uh got let go uh because uh she had said some uh things that probably didn't make sheena happy or bravo happy now you guys know my feelings on this from last week. Um, it, uh, I still, I just, I just hope we're all on the same page that we know these are reality shows and they are edited to tell a specific story. And unfortunately, not everybody is the lead of their own story. Uh, unfortunately, networks and like thirty or forty people that have their hands in all of these amazing shows are the ones that decide who are the leads. So I love Sheena, but part of the reason why I love Sheena is how they portray Sheena. Now, whether that is Sheena or not is really, you know, I mean, if I'm ever lucky to party and record a song with Sheena one day, which is really on my vision board, I hope to get to know her personally. But since I don't, I get to enjoy the person that she is on that show. And do I think, I mean... Yes, there's probably tons of shades of the real Sheena. I feel like I get a pretty good sense of her. But of course, I'm not an idiot. I realize that's not her whole character. You can't sum up anything. It's like it's like if you were to sum me up, you know, my my junior year of high school when I thought growing like chin pubes was like cool. Like would you judge me for the rest of my life because of that? I would hope not. It was a horrible look. I also t- I also frosted tips. My I, I, I dyed my hair frosted tips when that was a big thing. I've made some bad choices, folks. I don't think any of us are going to argue that. Uh, but I don't want anybody to get fired. I don't want anybody to fight. I, I But I hope – I don't know. It just seems like we all joke about these shows, so I hope we can keep a sense of humor about that. I hope we can all agree the only person we should hate is Jax Taylor from Vanderpump Rules. And he gives us good reason. But I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for him to say, I've been edited to be a bad guy. Man, after last week's episode when he said he his brain was bruised. And this week we get to see that he says his, he's handicapped in the brain. Like, girl, come on. I'm handicapped in the brain if that's what we're dealing with. So today's show is a great show, actually. We have got somebody I've been trying to get forever Um, Samantha Bush, you might know her better off as at Bravo historian on Instagram. So if you know anything about Samantha Bush at Bravo historian, you know, she's amazing. The work, the effort she puts into that Instagram, the story she tells you just go check her highlight reel. And there is hours and hours and hours of free TV right there of so many amazing scenes that she has put together. I really liken it to a. That movie, A Beautiful Mind with Russell Crowe and how he was like a genius with numbers, even like a goodwill hunting maybe. But I just sometimes am so fascinated about how somebody's brain uh, works when they're able to – I I consider consider it art and I'm not joking. It's like a tapestry and I told Samantha when I was texting with her, I said, hey, yeah, I want to talk about this week's Real Houses of Beverly Hills and of course your art. And she was like, my art. I'm like, yeah, I definitely think this is art. Guys, art is anything that moves you. This is all art. You know, so I, I, we get to talk to her. We're going to break down this week's Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and I am so excited to see where else the conversation goes. But that's not all. We have uh, one of the best best podcasters out there, Erin Martin. You might know her from Pink Shade uh, with Erin Martin. She covers a bunch of reality shows. We had an amazing talk. Uh, it really kind of covers 90 Day Fiance this season of Before the 90 Days. So if you are new to the 90 Day franchise or don't even know what it is, I really strongly suggest you listen to this interview. Because because it's funny as heck. She's funny as heck. And we also then, the last half, go into this week's Real Housewives of New York. But it's kind of peppered throughout the conversation. So I think it's just a really enjoyable conversation, whether you like uh, 90 Day Fiance or not. I think it's worth the whole listen. Uh, and of course, we have Bill and Becky Bailey, friends, some might say family of the pod. My mom and dad, they are going to review the season finale of... well might I did not hear what you said. My, does your... Does your Siri ever do that where it just talks out of nowhere? Um, They're going to – wow, that really threw me. They're going to recap this week's Vanderpump Rules, the season finale. 20 episodes, guys. We did it. We did it. Can you believe it? And all of a sudden, it just felt like so long there in the middle. I felt like I was just going through the desert. That might be quarantine. But we did it. We worked hard. We got through another season. Was it the season we wanted? no. But I want to remind people, we did get some positivity thing, positive things out of it. We met Randall Emmett for the first time, so that was new. That was interesting. We um, saw Lala kind of betray who she was. She's kind of become a bully. We saw Queen, Queen Raquel, Raquel. We, Queen Raquel. We saw Queen Raquel ascend into great heights. I feel like she is really doing great. We got to meet Danica and Charlie, who I think have a lot of potential. Brett and Max, unfortunately, you guys got to go. I'll just say it now. You got to go. We Hey, I'm glad you guys have big dongs reportedly, but take those big dongs. Get them out. Don't need them. Uh, I'm really excited to see that Zoom reunion, even though I really hate Zoom. I'm really I think I'm not I think I'm not in the minority. I hate Zoom. I hate Skype. I hate every I can't wait to just be up in somebody's face again and and just talk that way. Or just I can't. Can't wait to see, like, a reunion on the old Bravo sets, the ornate furniture where it looks like a Victorian mansion that Prince once owned. Um, So we got all that. We got some special things in the middle. But also, you guys know if you're new to the show, these are long. These are long episodes. There are uh, timestamps, so use them. And you know what? I know. I know it's hard to see a three-hour, four-hour pod pop up on there, and it's just sometimes disheartening because you're like, when am I going to find the time? You know what? Just listen to it at your leisure. We're trying to work on shortening shortening them as we go, but there's a lot of exciting opportunities and things happening thanks to you guys, thanks to you guys the listeners, and a lot of good interviews coming our way. And um I do want to ask one thing up top, a couple things. If anybody has a connection in in at Bravo, please 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 put me in contact with them. Uh this is not a joke in any sort of way. Um Please listen to last week's interview with Charlie. I would love to get more opportunities like that. And unfortunately, you have to go through Bravo on a lot of these people, which is completely understandable. Uh, I would love to get the opportunity to interview these people. I feel like that is something that I really love to do. And I would love to get the opportunity because these ladies and some of these guys, except Jax, are uh, people I really really think are amazing uh, and provide hours of entertainment for all of us, and I would just love a chance to talk to them. So if anybody has a contact at Bravo or it works for Bravo, I really implore just to just to give me a shot, give me a shot, and let's let's make some great art. Uh, also, as always, uh, you know, give a five-star review if you like it, subscribe if you like it, tell your friends if you like it. If you don't like it, I'm so sorry, and you know, I there's so many podcasts out there. But this podcast is special because... Did you guys know I'm gifted at lyrically breaking down a, sh- a song? Like, it's, like, one of the things that I'm good at. Like, I'm not blessed with many... So, okay, let me let me give you an example. So, Brett and Max from Vanderpump Rules, supposedly you would say they are blessed with big dongs, right? Like, they're, that's what they're blessed with. Um, but me, you know what? Like, who knows what my dong is like? But what I am blessed with is the ability to listen to a song and to understand exactly what that artist means what they're trying to convey and a lot of people don't know how to do this and i do so let's say this is uh soja boy i love you let me remind you if you don't know soja boy uh he is a music artist um, in nigeria i believe and he is getting married to lisa baby girl lisa that's what he calls a baby girl baby girl lisa uh and she's kind of let me try to paint the picture of her she's kind of like a a troll like woman. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen that comic strip, Kathy. Like, hey, Kathy. She's like Kathy, but she's old. Like, like if Kathy got older and like dyed her hair blonde and had a frizz job, she's like the troll. A... And she's like really nasty. Like, and the thing is, she's kind of nasty too. And she like points your finger at like Usman when she's yelling at him. Oh, by the way, Soja Boy is also Usman. Usman. Soja Boy is Usman's um, stage. Ty- you know, it's like Lady Gaga's name, Stephanie, in real life. Soja Boy is named Usman in real life. So this song is called I Love You, which immediately sets me up. I'm just like, this is so romantic. Like, it makes—we need more love. I think you guys see that, too. So when I hear I Love You, I think about all the love I've had in my life. And sometimes maybe the love that I'm yet to have in my life. The love that I need to learn to have in my life. And I think that's what we all think about when we hear that. Okay, so it starts off, and it's spoken word. Very powerful. We love things that are spoken word. He goes— USB Entertainment. So immediately I'm thinking about USB ports. So I'm thinking I'm looking for ports. Do I have the right connections? Is this something I need to order from Amazon to listen to this song? But then I think USB Entertainment, that might be his production company. So USB Entertainment, it's me, Soja Boy. And that's awesome right there because at this point, I don't know who is it. Is it Sean John? Is it um, it, uh, Michael Bolton? Is it... uh, (laughs) literally those are the only two like that's how good that's the only two artists that popped into my head um but he goes it's me soja boy so I'm like okay I know it's soja boy and then the next lyric is I go day with you I go day with you I go day with you and I think what that means like I'll go day and night with you girl that's how much I love you I will stay up with you I will I will watch the Sun go down with you and then I will look at the moon and then I will watch the sun rise again. So I go day with you. And then it goes Soja's nation, which he's a superstar. So there is a nation of Soja boys. Um... And that was clear in one of the episodes this season when they went to one of his concert, And I think there was, I counted, 16 or 17 people. So Soja Boy Nation is very strong. Um, so he goes, Soja's Nation, baby girl, I will stay with you. Now, a lot of people are going to make the misconception of he's talking about an actual baby. And I want to tell you that is wrong. Baby girl is, I believe, a nickname for somebody that you love. So if I was like, night, I, you know, it was like, so I go... When I'm staying with my parents here during quarantine, I go, night, mom, love you. I go, I would say, night, baby girl, love you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's just a term of affection that we can all use. And I don't think it's limited to females or males. I would call my dad baby girl. I just think it's like baby girl, like baby girl, is something, somebody, guy or girl, not gender specific, that means something great to you. Like baby girl, I will stay with you. And I think that's just the biggest commitment you can make to anybody just staying, Whether it be sitting or laying down, uh, there's many forms of staying. Uh, You can do it in rooms. You can do it outside, inside. But let's do it inside, six feet apart, of course. Um, And then he goes, hello, baby girl, Lisa. So it's like, hello, love you, Lisa. So we know specifically he's talking to Lisa. You know, anytime I talk to you on phone, I always told you that I love you. Okay, so that, what I think, if I'm going to take this for face value, I think what he's saying is that he tells her he loves her on the phone. That's what I'm thinking. And then he goes, so I decided to do this for you. And for the sake of our love, baby, I love you. Listen to this, please. Which you don't hear a lot of songs that the song before the song starts, or as part of the song, they're telling you to listen to the song. Like if you're hearing the song, I'm assuming you're listening, but this guy goes one step further and asks you to listen while you're listening. Because that, that's true. I will check out. Like if I'll, I'll just somebody turn on the radio and then I'll just check out. He's saying, be an active listener. I do that with the podcast sometimes. I'll be like, hey, I know you're going to check out for a couple hours, but listen to this part. And that's what Soja Boy is doing right here. Uh, and then we get into the lyrics. And he goes, me, I know forget all the things you do in my life. And I think he's what if you like. So I would be like, I'd be like, oh, me? <laughs> I don't. I know forget all the things you do in my life. Like, I'm saying, like, I remember everything. I've got an elephant's memory. Remember that time you helped me bag the groceries at Trader Joe's? I remember it. I remember all the things you do for me. Remember when you took my car to go get car washed when it was very dirty after the camping trip? I remember it, you know? Remember that time I asked you to be the designated driver, and then I got I wasted and I puked in the car? I remember it. Elephant's memory. And then he goes, baby k que ne queso. Baby Kne que Queso, baby Kne que Queso, baby Kne que Queso, do, que challenging. And then the next line is just as challenging. It says, Dake Cizan si Zona for my life, Dake Cizan si Zona for my life, Dake si Zona for my life." Baby Kne que Queso, and I, baby Kne que Queso. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of images of queso, of, of chips and dip. Dake Cizan si Zono for my life. So obviously, this is some kind of made up language. But what I think it's like – I think what it is, it's a secret language of love between two lovers. And it's like when English words can't describe love, two lovers make up their own words. I've not participated in this yet, but Dake zona for my life and, I'll, you know, Baba Baby Kei Ne queso. So this is just like utterings. It's like a secret code within a song that's just for Lisa that we're not to understand. And then he goes, I'll be with you all my life. I will stick to you. I have made you to be my home. Cause you all, I need who ladies is I'm getting a hot flash. That's the most romantic thing I've heard in a long time. I'm blushing. This isn't even for me, but I think that's what we all want. Guys or girls is somebody to say, you are my home. I will literally be on top of you. I want to be inside of you. I want to live in you. Forever, And I think that's just what a powerful statement. And also just like, I want to lease you. No, I want to own you. I want to put a down payment and I want to do a 30 year mortgage, low APR on you. Uh, I want to rent to own kind of a thing, you know, and that's just so powerful. And he goes, the smile on your face and the laugh in your mouth has turned things around in my life and for good. So this makes me think he was going down a bad road. You know what I'm saying? Drugs. And I think whatever happened, With this lady, she picked him up, dusted him off, said, Hey, no more drugs. I'm going to love you forever. And that made him laugh and smile. And it turned around in his life. And then he goes, My life is all about you. My story talks about you. I'm proud to be with you, me and you together. I go day for you. Da, 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 da. And then he, like in later in later verses, in later verses, he goes, I go take you to mama, show you to mama, tell her say nah, you be the woman for the matter. And what this is referring to is in the actual show, he takes Lisa, baby girl Lisa, who's in her, like near 60, to meet Usman's mom. And so he's literally telling us what he did. I go take you to mama, show you to mama, tell her, say nah, you be the woman. Because, you know, Usman Sojo Boy's mom is like, no, get the fuck out of here. A 16-year-old? No thanks. Um, but he wants to get to America. But also this song is very literal to the fact that I was like – I, i I'm half expecting to be like, pick up milk at the store. Get the, get the bananas. Brussels sprouts are good with bacon. Um, so obviously – The song ends in a very romantic way. Me and you go day till eternity, girl. I will be with you, baby girl. I'm in love with you. Woo! Guys, I'm a conduit. It goes through me. When I get in these states, it just kind of like a a power overtakes me. And I think we needed that. I think we needed a positive song about love. uh, Something to shoot for, definitely. Um, But what do we have Next.
3: Have
0: a toast douchebag. That's right, we have our douchebag of the week. Wow. Whew. It is so sad that this will be probably the last time I'll be able to give it to this gentleman uh, in a, for a while, unless he does something on Twitter, which is definitely very That's actually a real scenario. This might not be the last time. But, anyways, our douchebag of the week is once again Jax Taylor. You guys, Jax, huh? What an asshole. <laughs> I mean, we should go back and look at all the times that Jax has been an asshole, but we literally, this podcast is long enough. But I do want to point out a couple of moments. Do you guys remember this classic when he insinuated that Ariana was a lesbian?
4: <laughs> My question is for Jax. I just want to know if you feel like Tom Sanderval is removed from your wedding and being as involved just because he's jealous. Like right now, the three guys are all tracking. Y'all have the new houses, but he's about to fall behind the group. He's not going to get married because Ariana doesn't want it and probably not going to have kids because Ariana doesn't
3: want it. She
4: likes is jealousy she at
0: the...
3: Don't
4: say that.
0: Why? You think what?
5: Ariana don't likes women? That. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry, but... What do you mean you didn't mean it? You just said it. I know. Yeah, it was Jack, accident. You should have said I'm It was sorry. an accident.
2: She likes everybody, just like most of us do.
5: <laughs> yeah, just
2: own it. It's fine. And just don't lie about it. But anyway, no, Jack. Okay. Did she lie about it? No. No. Okay. Do you think that's what's happening there? I, I'm, she I'm want sorry, I just I have him a hard time. With him. I have a hard time with him coming at me because I bought a house because I got
5: married. People are crazy coming at me because he bought a house, because I bought a house. I'm like, do we can't. Am I not allowed to buy a house? And he went at that's me. That's not like, what he
0: was saying. He was saying that you were trying to one up him regarding. How would I one up? His house is bigger than mine. Yeah, that's a douchebag. But what else do we have? How about this? One of the times when he cheated with Brittany.
2: Jack? Yeah. How many times did it happen with Faith? <laughs> once, honey,
0: that's
2: it. No, tell me the truth.
4: I swear my life. I have proof. Can I, am gonna watch outside for a second,
3: sorry.
2: She's here. One, Brittany, 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 stop. Jack? She's doing why is she there? Why is she there? Why are you setting me up? Why are you doing this? We had it. we were talking, we're working. Yes, up. but I didn't know that you actually why her why more than once. I didn't, I didn't do it, I, it's only one time. That's not true, folks.
0: It was more than one time. Rotten hell, Jax, rotten hell. I'm Right in hell. Riding hell, jacks. I'm painfully bad at imitations. Rotten hell. Jax. <laughs> okay, but okay. You know what? Is that it? Do you have to know? Let's do three. What about the time when Jax, in the first season, lied about getting somebody pregnant in Vegas and paying for uh, their abortion? I did go to Vegas and have relations with somebody else.
2: You spent the past two months lying to me, lying to my best friends, making Frank, Jen, and Jeremy look like liars. And just to lie and lie and lie and lie and lie and lie.
0: And think about that, folks. That was the first season, that last scene. And look at him now. We are now where Jax is using his brain bean bruised. I just need an Ace bandage for my brain. That's where we are with Jax, yet he still keeps doing the same asshole things. Him uh, attacking Ariana for her mental illness, and now all of a sudden he uses... The excuse of mental illness, it is disgusting. And that is why, Jax, you are douchebag of the week. I do need to say a couple of things, though. This is not over. I want to make a big point here. Now, this, me and a couple of friends were talking about. Remember last week when Jack said he went to Lit Method, his choice of exercise, three times a day to wear off all of the stress, okay? So let's look into that theory a little bit much shall we a little bit more shall we so i live in los angeles and i know where lit method is there's two locations there's one um in like the hollywood los angeles area and then one down at the beach now Jax lives in valley village okay so one round trip to lit method is 20 miles now, remember, in Los Angeles, traffic, not during this time, but traffic is usually insane. So 10 miles can take you 30 to 40 minutes. So Jax is going over the hill, going to a class of lit method. Is he coming back or is he staying? My theory is he's staying. He is telling Brittany he is going to three classes a day. And then in last week's episode, we also heard him go, oh, Fine, Britt, track me on my phone. And she goes, I will, Jax, I will. So he's a liar. He put out that information because he wanted to put it in her brain because he knew he was going to be safe. So my theory is he goes to lit method. He goes to the first class. He then puts his phone in the locker. And then he goes about his day. I don't know what he's doing. I'm not saying he's cheating. I'm not, but I'm saying he's not doing three classes at Lit Method. I believe he does social media saying like, oh man, what a crazy class. And then he goes about his business. He probably comes back for the last class of the day, then goes back over the hill. What do you guys think of my theory? I think it's very credible. Also, I wanted to share this with you. Uh, My friend Mallory, uh, Real House Pins OC, check out her stuff online at Instagram. She uh, she had posted a great meme about Jax Taylor, uh, about Jax being uh, jealous of Sandoval, and it's the meme where the guy's sitting at the table, the white guy, and it's like, change my mind. So she sent me – this is Tuesday night after the finale aired. She got a DM that says, Mr. Jax Taylor wants to send you a message. And I begged her. I said, please open it. And she was like, no, no, no. And I was like, please open it and then come on the pod and talk about it. She was like, maybe – and then Jax unsent it, you guys. Jax is sitting around on his phone after the finale. By the way, I want to remind you. Jax tells all of us it's just a show. You don't really know me. It's just a show. Then let us have a f- then let us have fun with just just a show. You don't need to prove us wrong stay stay prideful in that ignorance man like let let us have our fun you can just like leave us alone but he's on there searching his name reading comments about himself and getting into fights isn't that amazing isn't that amazing i just don't think if you have a bruised brain that's the thing to do but i could be wrong my brain is not as bruised as jacks and i don't need a bandage for it so jacks you are my douchebag of week uh of the week a gigantic fuck you and um I wish this was your last season. It, uh, yeah, sorry to be so negative, but really what a jerk. You guys, let's get into it. Uh, our first guest today, you know her as at Bravo historian on Instagram, uh, an amazing Bravo account on there. What you might not know is that she has a new website, bravohistorian.com, that has a bunch of amazing articles. Uh, Her podcast, Culturally Irrelevant, is going to be coming out soon, so watch for that. You can also sign up for a newsletter that will come out every Wednesday, and we talk about all of that. But uh, this is the first time I've gotten to speak with her, and I was so excited to do it. These conversations, I hope you enjoy, because both of these conversations today with Samantha and with Aaron are just like two friends talking about the stuff we all love so my hope is that you'll get a bunch of laughs out of this and you'll feel like you're driving around the car or in your quarantine area or whatever just with a bunch of friends talking some shit about bravo and 90 day fiance and stuff like this so uh this is such a talented uh a talented woman uh her name is samantha bush if you don't know her like i said you probably know her as bravo historian but here she is samantha bush Ladies and gentlemen, our next guest is somebody I've been trying to get on since I started this podcast. Um, We heard from Steve from Faces by Bravo last week. What a magical guy that is. Uh, And I would say uh, this is the magical woman of Instagram. This is somebody that you know if you love Bravo. This is the person to follow. Uh, Her name is Samantha Bush. You might know her as at Bravo Historian. And just so you know, I looked up Historian. In the dictionary, and it says an expert in or student of history, especially that of a particular period, geographical region or social phenomenon. And I think Bravo is a social phenomenon. Samantha, thank you so much for being here today.
4: Thanks for having me. I'm so glad we get to do it.
0: Yes, fine. Oh, wait, and also, you guys, right up top, she just started an amazing website called at bravo like, bravohistorian.com, just bravohistorian.com. Her first newsletter, I believe, will be out today, Wednesday, when this podcast uh, airs, so just make sure you sign up for the mailing list because I believe it comes out every Wednesday. Is that correct?
4: Yeah, every Wednesday. What have you done to
0: yourself? That's crazy. You're just... I know. (laughs) You're. That's so... uh, uh, Good luck. If I don't
4: set myself to a schedule, like, the procrastination and anxiety will just, like, take over my body and nothing will get done.
0: Are you like that, though? I always say... I always leave things so to the last minute so it feels constantly doing this podcast like I'm studying for a final that I, I didn't show up for class for for the whole semester and I'm just trying to cram it all in in one night.
4: Oh, yeah. I mean... There's that, like I cram things in like that, but also I I just need a deadline. Like if I, like I said, if I don't have one, things are not
0: going to be getting done. Yeah. Like if you're left to your own devices, it's just like laying yeah. like on a bed or a couch.
4: Yeah. Cause then I just like talk myself into like a spiral where I just <laughs> start talking like, Oh my God, I have such bad anxiety. Like I can't do it. Like what if people hate it? Oh my God. Oh my God. Like things just start happening. And
0: Wait, do you ever – not- this is what fascinates me because I, I, I told people in uh, earlier in the podcast that I texted you I would love to talk about your art and you kind of LOLed about it. But I really do consider this a form of art because if you guys know this, but if you don't, go to her highlight reel and check out one of the feuds. There, You know, Bravo might not be – like they'll run out of content sometime. This is a full show. On these highlights that focuses on some of the most famous Bravo feuds of all time. I mean, do you consider it in any form an art? Like, what I, I described you as uh, like a beautiful mind or goodwill hunting, where you must see things in a different way than we all do because you're able to put together these complicated stories in a way that we can easily digest them.
4: You know, <sighs> I love doing them. I really, really do. Like, especially sometimes though. Okay, well, first, okay, I'm going to start rambling. All right. (laughs) Do ramble, please. First thing, I love doing them. They are so time consuming. Yes. (laughs) Like, they take me, like, sometimes six hours to do because I want to make sure I get the, like, if I remember something, I'm like, oh my God, like, You know, there's that one moment where Yolanda said something to Faye and Brandy is talking about something with Marissa, but I can't just put in, you know, a short little clip of that. There has to be a context, you know, like I have to do so. So I don't know if I consider it art, (laughs) but I enjoy doing it. So that's what Michelangelo
0: said. Michelangelo was like, I don't know if I consider it art, but I enjoy doing it. You know?
4: Yeah. He's like, you know, um, but, yeah, I there are some feuds, though, that like towards the end of me doing them, I am so done with it <laughs> because sometimes they just get so repetitive yeah. and you're just like, OK, like, when is this? Like, let's wrap it up. And I, and then I feel bad, too, because they take up so much of my stories and I I don't want people to be annoyed by it. So it's like a whole big thing that goes through my head. It's
0: like a slippery slope. Like when you really get addicted to Instagram or trying to do something and then I just hate when it's – I don't know. It's just funny. Like, it's like I I try to get like one follower at a time. And it's like it feels like Sisyphus, like pushing a rock up a mountain and then just having it fall down again and again when you have a post that's so stupid. And then you like literally like, well, that means they think I'm stupid and my humor is stupid and they found out about me. And now everybody knows I'm stupid.
4: You know, what's the worst? You know, what is the worst? Am I allowed to swear?
0: Yeah. Oh, God, please.
4: Okay, because I have a real problem with You know, like, I swear all the time. But the worst thing in the world is when you work hard on, like, a meme or a video and it doesn't do well at all. And you're like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Because you think it's great. And you're, like, so excited. Like, Steve and I talk about this face by my bravo all the time. Because he'll, like, send me ideas. He's like, what do you think of this? And I'm like, oh, that's great. Like, he's been working on it for a while. And then and then like, doesn't do well. And I'm just like... Kill
0: me. Well, Kill I me. mean, and then what I love about it is that you're, you know, the go-to that you have to tell yourself to survive the day is, ah, oh, the fucking algorithm, the algorithm, <laughs> algorithm isn't on my side today. They're yeah. just not putting it in front of the eyes.
4: Yeah. I'm shadow banned.
0: <laughs> I didn't even know what shadow ban meant until I started with this Bravo crew. I had no, I was like, what does shadow oh band? mean? Oh my God. Have okay, you been shadow happens- banned?
4: Yes. It happened to me over the summer. And I think it was the only time that it's happened. Um, But it was horrible. Like, I just started getting a lot of messages like, we can't find you on the Explore page. We tried searching. Like, you have to type out your full name and, like, then you pop up. And I was like, that's weird. Why is that? And then all of a sudden, everyone was like, you've been shadow banned for your content. And do you know what it was? What? I made a story and it was about Vicky and Shannon. And, like, it got reported. And then that's when it happened.
0: Was it like, was it one of the, like, Vicky, like, like a nude pool scene or something or?
4: That's the thing. It wasn't even bad. It was like just about their lips, like them having,
0: like, lips. Was was it about the season Vicky had a a facelift and didn't heal properly before the season started? (laughs) That was so amazing. (laughs) Really? I mean, that's, you know, I was reading your website, uh, once again, bravohistorian.com, and you said you spend so much time, and I know you put this as a joke, but. You said you spent so much time thinking about Vicky and Brooks if Vicky knew about Brooks's fake cancer. And it is something that has, because before any of this podcast or I knew about Bravo Groups, I was watching these shows. um, And, you know, I hid them from all my straight male friends that were watching sports. And I watched these shows religiously. And I remember that Brooks season and just love, I mean, just loving every, like he, they were magnetic in terms of a housewife show.
4: Oh, that season is my favorite season of Orange County. Like it doesn't get better than that. No. It was so good. <laughs> and just like you, I didn't have anyone in my real life watching it.
0: I didn't know this Facebook like groups existed. Thing. I didn't know face. This was before Instagram. I didn't know Facebook group groups existed. I thought... I was just
4: alone. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> on a raft, just like watching Brooks. You're and like Castaway.
0: like are Tom Hanks with Wilson. Yeah. yeah,
4: that's how I felt. I felt so alone. And so then when you know, I started listening to a podcast about housewives, um, you know, bitch sesh. And I don't know if you've heard of it. yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, so I up started listening up to
0: and comers. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Those, those guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's when I started finding out about like Facebook groups and everything like that. And it, as dramatic as it all can be, which I mean, we're all housewives fans, so we're all dramatic, I think. Um, but, it really makes you feel like not alone. Yes. And it makes feel like a sense yes. of community. And like, especially now more than ever, I think it's so important to have that.
0: No, I, I agree completely, even though it's been a little weird because of quarantine where, you know, the, the common Twitter, like, you know, it doesn't hit the same way or hit as hard. It does hit a little differently when you're in quarantine. Sometimes these shows, <laughs> you know, like it's, I realize that I need to be outside in the real world being annoyed with people in my real life to be able to come home and appreciate just how whacked out some of these lives are. Because when I'm in my room all day and then watch these, it just it feels more cramped sometimes.
3: I
4: totally get that. And I think because at one point we had Atlanta on Beverly Hills on Vanderpump, New York summer house, like it, it felt like I was being like waterboarded with Bravo and it's, <laughs> that's not always bad. Which but by the way, that could be
0: a waterboarding technique for some people, I bet. Right,
3: yeah.
4: <laughs> But like when you're in quarantine, that's like the worst thing. Like, but you feel it. I just, I just felt like I couldn't breathe for like a hot second.
0: You do these amazing memes that, uh, we all love where you'll be, uh, like a specific date And, uh, you know, whether it be I don't I don't know if you had I'm trying to think of the specific you've done many of them, but the in line is uh, life life is good, you know, and I just think it's like because I always, you know, I remember just back to like watching these shows by myself or something like I remember being so comforted when Aviva threw her leg and that leg thing. And I was just like, well, it's not going to get any better than this. Like, how cool is this? Like, how cool is this that we actually get to watch a show where somebody throws a fake leg off her body onto the floor?
4: I know. And then Kristen's in, like, her chignon bun, and she's just like... Like, gasping. Yes. It's the best. It's the best. What, so, but,
0: so what was your... So you you got into these shows by yourself? Like, you just started, yeah. like... what Do you remember how you discovered Bravo?
4: Yeah. Oh, of course I do. <laughs> so I've been obsessed with, like, pop culture since I was little. And yeah, I'm an only child. So, like, I literally had nothing else to do with... My, and I'm not athletic. I wasn't playing sports. Like, that was not my journey. Yeah. So... I was obsessed with pop culture and then one day I was like flipping through the TV like, you know, channels or whatever because this is back, you know, when you only had like
0: like, 60 stations instead of 300, you know,
4: exactly. And I saw like Real Housewives of Atlanta and it was their reunion and it was their first one.
0: Ooh, That was a good one.
4: I was like what is this show because I always loved reality TV I loved the real world I loved the challenge shows I loved simple life like I loved E. true Hollywood stories like I've were you a Oprah. celebrity celebrity
0: rehab at all oh Dr C- Drew? celebrity Fit club
4: oh that was me surreal life um or the one with Janice Dickinson uh,
0: wasn't that celebrity rehab or was that so- no that was celebrity she went out. Yeah, surreal life. Yeah, remember when yeah, Vern Troyer? Remember when Vern Troyer was on and he peed like he was on his cart and he just peed like in the he was like eh, and then he just peed everywhere because he was wasted.
4: Like all of those shows, I watched so Vern. much.
0: <laughs> Rest in peace, sorry. a
4: couple of those people from that show have
0: passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Um, no longer with us. <laughs> uh, but so I saw Real Housewives of Atlanta, and I remember Kim Zolciak. In her yellow silk blouse with a black vest, and then like Lisa Wu had leggings on. And I was like, What's going on? And then Nene starts like yelling at Kim. And I was like, I love these people. Who are these people? I want more. Yeah. And then I just obsessed with all of it.
0: Yeah. I mean, it really does suck you in. And then what has, you know, you mentioned is that then the community aspect of it is such a nice little not side like thing, but it is weird to then all of a sudden you realize there are thousands, if not millions of people that feel the same way. And I I always say the one thing, if I knew quarantine was going to happen, if I knew coronavirus was going to hit, my biggest regret right now is that I didn't go to BravoCon and you did. And yeah. th- I mean, and you weren't planning on going. So it was like a real surprise for even all of us. Your followers were like, oh, oh, she's there. Oh, my God. Um, what was the yeah. story with, behind you getting to go like last minute?
4: Oh, my God. Well, Steve is my guardian angel from yeah. Faces by Bravo. So him and I have been friends for a long time. Um, but we never met in real life. Like we met through Bravo Facebook groups. Yeah. Like, you know, this is
0: the Some of so 21- my best friends I'll never meet in my life. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, like I kind of I mean, – And it's maybe.
4: not that weird anymore to say because it's so common, you know? Yeah. Um. But – so I was dying to go. But I was also skeptical of the whole thing because I was like, is this going to be like a fire fest?
0: Like – That's what are I we thought. Gonna be- I was praying it was a fire fest because I wasn't going. I was like, yeah. I'm going to laugh at all of them when they're, like, burning in a build. No, no. I'd be like, I'm going to laugh like, when there's not good food. And then it looked beautiful and it looked amazing.
3: It was –
4: flawless like i can't think of the only thing that i could say that they could do better maybe was have the venues a little closer that's together what said.
0: that's what that he literally said the same thing that was the only complaint
4: yeah or i mean or just have it like in the summer you know what i mean like don't have it in the winter because if if they're not that close together then like the walk kind of sucks you know would you
0: have uh drank as heavily next time No, Uh, you're like uh,
4: threw up at Watch What Happens Live.
0: Did did Teresa apologize?
4: No, no, no some girl threw up. Like she was in the second or third row, (laughs) and like so, people were coming up the aisle, and they were like, "Oh my god, that girl threw up."
0: house like oh <laughs> that's so cool. that's bravo man well i mean i went to uh watch what craven's show a couple of months ago or, but like like five months ago and i'm telling you that audience was so rowdy like i was like i i if those chairs weren't nailed down i was like people are gonna start throwing chairs like this is insane it was such a fun fan base uh i can't imagine what that did you go to that vanderpump rule where dj james kennedy dj'd
4: no, I didn't go to that. I didn't go to the party. Um, Steve and I ate chicken nuggets and Big Macs in our bed that night. That's um, kind of cool,
0: too, if you haven't met yeah. your friend ever, you know? like.
3: Yeah,
4: it was like, you know, but we went to watch What Happens Live, um, and Anthony from Queer Eye sat in front of us. Oh, wow. He's stunning. <laughs> I was like, who's this beautiful man? That's Anthony. It has to be, but he's not very nice in person. Um... But the coolest thing was watching Vanderpump Rules with, like, an audience full of
0: people. Yeah, because you saw the first episode of the new season that we're actually watching the finale of tonight. Uh, You saw that with a group, right?
4: Yeah, and it was the best experience ever. Like, I genuinely think Bravo should, like, rent out theaters.
0: Okay, that's amazing. You feel
4: like you're in, like, your mother's womb. See, Like, you feel so at home.
0: With these people that you don't know. What do you think of this season of Vanderpump Rules?
4: Okay. Um, I don't think we needed 10 episodes dedicated to Brittany and Jax's Kentucky Fried Wedding. That was not something we needed. I think they should have just started the season, like, first, second episode, get it out of the way, and then get into the mess. Because I think now I'm like, wait, how is it the finale?
0: Yeah. Like, all of a sudden— started
4: getting into the drama. I said
0: we walked through the desert and all of a sudden the last 3 episodes have been decent and all of a sudden on the season finale of Vanderpump Rules and I, I was like I really was shocked because we're 20 episodes in. I thought usually they do 24 episodes so I was just like this is but I, I guess at the same time, I'm kind of ready because it's been such a trudge. It's been so emotionally exhausting. And I wish they'd given Jackson and Brittany's wedding 15 minutes of one episode. Wouldn't that have been hysterical if they just oh. gave him 15, like a quick little, like when they go to throw axes together as a group, they just do Jackson and Brittany's wedding as a quick excursion, you know?
4: Yeah. Like not even a big, like kind of what they did with Anne's wedding. Like yeah. Anne's wedding wasn't even like a full episode.
0: I it mean, was 20 minutes. I, what I loved about Luann's wedding was just that we got to see her on a yacht and she was like, <laughs> we, we got, got the yacht. yacht. <laughs> that was so good. I mean, it was yeah. just those are the scenes like those are the super cut scenes that hopefully I, I imagine whenever I die, whatever age it is, I bet I'm going to have a Bravo super cut flash through my mind as I pass away. It's just going to be all the good Bravo scenes right before yeah. I pass. And mm-hmm. like my last. Oh, my last words are like mention it all or something.
4: That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. She,
0: by the way, you can't see it, but Samantha's tearing up right now. Um, I got emotional. No, but you said you said something that I was brilliant. That you you watched that with an audience, and I I completely agree. I watched one of the episodes with an audience, um, and it was so much better than it is watching by yourself. Like, just <laughs> it changed it completely for me.
4: Yeah, and, like, you're watching it with people that love it as much as you do. And, like, yeah. that was such a big thing at BravoCon. Like, everyone there loves Bravo as much as you do. And you're just like, holy shit, I found my people. Like, these are my people. I belong here. And it was so funny because at the New Jersey panel, um, a girl went up and, you know, you got to ask questions. And she started um, kind of heckling Jackie. Oh, wow. And I think she From thought. Yeah, from Jersey. And, you know, I don't know if you know this, but Evan Goldschneider is my baby daddy. And oh, yeah, yeah. I love by the way,
0: so okay, so you do Brad Pitt of the day. You do Brad of the day. Yeah, uh, Brad of the day. Which, by the way, come on, we all know Brad's good looking. Why do you, why give him that extra heat? Why give him that just, extra buzz? Why don't you go for somebody that needs a little yeah. more heat? And like Brad's, everybody everybody universally thinks Brad's gorgeous, gay or straight. I
4: know, I know. He's beautiful. And he's a good person. And
0: I just, <laughs> You know what? I, I do think he's a good time. person. I like that's so funny. Like I really do believe Brad Pitt's a good person. Like every time he I, speaks, I'm like, "What a guy! What a guy!"
4: Yeah, I'm like, like whoever was writing his jokes at this year's like so awards good. season. I was like, "Who is this man? I and love he,
0: him." He delivered them perfectly. He is like the sexy Tom Hanks. He, he is like. You Tom know? Hanks
4: find very sexy.
0: No, but in a different way. You know what I'm saying? Oh, this like, is if, like... You, if you had Tom Hanks without the acting career at a bar, you'd be like, oh, it's a nice-looking gentleman. Yeah. But if you saw Brad Pitt at a bar and you didn't know he was an actor, you'd be like, oh, that's a good-looking dude, you know?
4: Yeah, you'd be like, poke a hole in that condom. You know what I'm saying? Like, it would be...
0: <laughs> hey, Samantha, you're not allowed out of the house yet, right? You're, you're pretty... You can't poke a hole in the condom? Oh, my God. You don't know. You
4: don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... Yeah, so the girl was heckling at the New Jersey panel, and I think she thought everyone was going to be like, yeah, like, get her. Yeah. And everyone was like, what the fuck? Like, don't talk to our housewives like that. Like, I don't care if it's Jackie Goldstrander or not. Like, how dare you? Yeah. It was amazing. Would like, you? she got booed.
0: Would you do the same for Jax Taylor? Would you – if somebody ripped on him, would you – uh, would you feel like that's my Jax Taylor? I'm the only one allowed to make fun of him?
4: Uh, no. Okay, yeah. The Jax Taylor is different. But if someone like was trying to make fun of I believe at Watch What Happens Live, someone was trying to get at James, and I think the audience was kind of like, what the fuck, like, shut up.
0: Yeah, no, that's...
4: Because it's like, don't waste the time. Like, don't try to cause drama. You know, yeah. like, we're all here to have fun, but do you know who is so cute in real life?
0: Oh, here we go. Who is it? croy oh yeah well croy's a more beautiful woman than half of her kids like
4: croy is just adorable like the way he looks at kim he was seated on the balcony like right next to me and steve and i'm telling you i got a little emotional i was like (laughs) he loves her so much i will never experience a love like
0: that Whatever. well you're you're early on in your love career i think so what what (gasps) What is the 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 weirdest Bravo interaction you've had so far? I got to imagine you met a lot of people at BravoCon, or at least were introduced to a lot of Bravo celebrities.
4: Um. It wasn't weird in the moment, but <laughs> when I, when I met, um, I went to the press room cause Steve and I were doing, um, Amy Phillips show for, with Sirius. Yeah. So we got to meet like Jackie Goldschneider and I, of course was like, I love your husband. And she was like, me too. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Jackie is so little and I, I'm a Jackie stan. So don't get me, don't get twisted. I love Jackie. But, <laughs> and then I met Dolores, who is, Gorgeous in real life, really breathtakingly beautiful. Like you feel weird. You're like ooh. Like you get like kind of giggly. Um, so that wasn't weird. And then I look at the photos you took that day, and I had on the ugliest sweater of all time. Wait, didn't you call it it an old?
0: Did did you wait? Am I am I right in saying you? Did you call it an old navy sweater? The sherbert sweater. Yeah, the sher. You were like you had described it as a certain word, and I think I missed it. You're like I really shit. Yeah, no, you look good. It looked (laughs)
4: terrible. No, it looked terrible, and I'm so pissed because I was like, wow, I really was feeling myself that day. I was like, I just met Dolores and Margaret. Like I was looking good, and then I saw the picture, and my hair was all a mess, and no one told me.
0: Imagine what Ramona would have said to you.
4: Oh, Ramona would have dragged me. Yeah. Oh, I guess she got Dolores confused with Kelly Dodd.
0: Oh, yeah, Ramona thought she was at RamonaCon. con. Like, she was like yeah.
4: yeah, she like apologized to Dolores, but then like was trying to say something to Kelly thinking she was, it was like a whole thing.
0: Now uh, you posted today on your story, That Jax's man cave makes you want to vomit. And uh, I agree. I hate Jax so much. It it is really an obsession of mine, my hatred for him. And I don't I mean, and somebody said today in a comment of mine of like, well, maybe you see something about you and him that you don't like. They try to get deep with me. And I just think that's not I don't see any part of myself in him. I just genuinely hate him because I see eight years of behavior.
4: Right. And he's 40.
0: If, and you're if, like, if, are you wait, kidding? If, if wink forty, I think he's forty two. Yeah, I don't. I don't well, think he's.
4: But here's the thing: is Jax is from Michigan, and I'm from Michigan. Jax is from this place where we call it Downriver. Okay. Yeah. That man cave screams Downriver, and uh, Kristen Dowdy is from the same area. So if she is listening. She knows exactly what I'm talking about. And she's probably laughing because
0: it's true. There's so much stuff in that man. It's I'm like so
4: triggered by it because it's- I remember going to people's houses and they had that man cave and they were gross.
0: It's like a Red Red Bull and a Bud Light threw up over a garage. Like it's so – like he literally was showing off a Blockbuster sign. He's like, got one of the last Blockbuster signs. And he's just – he's like, "Uh, I love pop culture. He only – like he doesn't love pop culture. He loves popular things. He literally thinks he's the guy that got Friends so popular. He's like, we did a lot of work for Friends. We really – I really pushed it as a show and it's, it's nice to see
4: and what's so absurd is Jax ends every tweet with a cross emoji
0: even if he's even if he's making fun of a little girl it'll be a purple heart purple cross emoji like it's it's I, I know I, like there's no way if God exists that God's like chill with this. Like if Jax goes to heaven, you don't think like like God's going to be like, what's up with the purple cross emoji? I really wish you wouldn't speak for me like that, yeah, you know?
4: Yeah. Like, please do not promote me.
0: Yes. I like, am like, i don't want to be associated. Fine. I'm doing fine. I don't need the publicity. Mo- yeah. Keep it moving. You know,
4: you're actually you're tarnishing my name.
0: <laughs> you're you're By the way, I do have to say, I think I like God less since Jax has gotten into God. Because it's fake as fuck. Yes. Like, it's not real. It's like, name your favorite uh, Bible passage, Jax. You know, like, name your, like, and oh, this is is what I, my theory was last week. So what kind of psycho goes to uh, Lit Method three times a day? And I I know you don't live in LA, but I want to let you know that it's, In Like before COVID and stuff, it's a 40-minute drive from Valley Village to where Lit Method is. And it's only like eight miles. But in traffic, it's like 30 to 40 minutes. So he does that three times a day. But what I'm saying is that – remember that line where Brittany was like, I'm going to track your phone. And he goes, please do it. (laughs) And then please do it. So what I think is he goes to the first Lit Method class, Instagram stories it, leaves his phone in the locker room. And then goes and does whatever he needs to do for the next class and says, I'm going to stay on this side of the hill because it's such like crazy L.A. traffic. And then I'm not saying he's cheating. I'm not saying he's that. But I'm saying I think then he goes back for the third class or the end of the third class, does an Instagram story where he says the teachers worked him hard and then goes home. (laughs) (laughs)
4: But <laughs> the teachers worked them hard. Yes. Um, no. I I support that theory a hundred percent because there is just no way. There is no way. And you know what I'm really living for is Britney's like exposure. Like the, like we're like Britney's yes. being exposed she, because yeah. I've had so many theories about Britney for so long. And who? There's this guy named Jamie Stein. He's an empath and. <laughs>
0: I love, I love where him. this is going, by the way, already. Like, okay, I'm well. Like, of course she's tell- bringing up an empath. Oh. Of course.
4: <laughs> so, I did a reading with him last week, and it was amazing. Anyways, he does really great, like, in-depth, like, empath readings on Bravo celebrities on his Instagram, and they're beyond fascinating. He just did one on Kim Richards and Kyle, Ooh. and it was so dark. It's great. Ugh. He has this theory, and, like, he's so spot on about Britney, is, like, she's not this, like, podunk like small town little girl that she wants everyone to think she is yeah. like you moved to california within like a month to live with jacks who then bought you new boobs like it just it seems she's just full
0: of shit isn't and, jack so dumb that eventually when they get divorced he's gonna ask for the boobs back
4: i i don't think they'll ever get divorced
0: you think they'll just be miserable for the rest like britney's literally gonna have to do this the rest of his she's gonna have to defend him it's not it's not because of sandoval she's gonna be real surprised when sandoval's out of their lives and she's still having to defend him to new groups of people
4: oh my god i just got chills because that is so spot on because
0: it's true wait wait also when you see an empath are they allowed to tell you bad things or do they have to just tell you good things
4: No, he tells you, like, not great things.
0: Okay, okay. I didn't know if it was, like... I always get nervous with stuff like that where they're, like, just kind of, like, I don't want people just to tell me what I want to hear.
4: But they're not... It's not, like, negative. It's more of just, like, therapy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you're just, like, learning more about yourself, but... (laughs)
0: <laughs> no, I love yeah. that. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, in terms of Bravo shows, I feel like we've really been blessed with having Beverly Hills back to its <gasps> original stature where already it, it's really won me over from the first episode. And I really was in a funk with Beverly Hills for years. Were you the
4: major same funk? I was dreading this season, like yeah. dreading it. I thought I was going to boycott it. I was like, I'm not watching this. What am, I can't watch Lucy Lucy Apple Juicy one more time. For Ten
0: episodes. You thought Jackson Britney's wedding was bad. I like. I was like, if that Lucy Lucy Apple Juice shows up at Jackson Brittany's wedding, I'm gonna like. It's it's over. Which by yeah. the way, also rest in peace, dog. We miss you. Uh, what a what a. That's literally oh. our, rest in peace, dog. Is the jump the shark moment
4: hundred percent. I was like, are we really doing this? Like this feels so like such a can gimmicky. Myth. Yeah. I just wasn't about it. I was like, this is so fucking stupid. So I'm so glad Beverly Hills is back. Yeah. Like I feel like it's back and I need to know, are you Kyle's team? Ragamuffins team? What's well, going on?
0: It's hard to be on anybody's team, but I will say this. So the thing that I keep thinking about and I'm kind of obsessed with lately is is Kyle is having a horrible season so far. And uh, you don't think Kyle's having a horrible season? Oh dare you? Well, wait, 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 wait. This is not something that I'm noticing. She is having a horrible season. What is going to be fascinating is somehow Kyle, manage, Kyle manages to turn it around back on Denise. We just haven't seen the turn yet. So what I'm saying is that right now, if you were to judge the season by these first couple episodes, you'd be like, Kyle is really kind of like people are really coming at Kyle from all directions. So what I'm fascinated with is what is the switch where it automatically jumps over to Denise? Because right now the focus is on Kyle. Like everybody's ganging up on Kyle and eventually she gets it over to Denise. I want to know how that is. If you think of it like sports, which I obviously don't know anything about sports, but what I see on TV is that they pass the ball and they guard the people. And right now I feel like Kyle has the ball and they're just all after that ball. The diamond or whatever.
4: Yeah, I love yeah, sports. Go
0: sports. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. um, <laughs> Are you impressed that I knew how to do a big sports reference thing? Yes. Yeah. That was pretty like, cool. You watch right? The
4: Last Dance. And oh my I, God.
0: You know, I love It's the best. It's it. It may, it's the casting I've ever watched. Could you imagine being that like? But that's kind of what I think your work is like. You're obsessed with it, or like you know, it's like I love the thought of working so hard at something and having a singular focus. And it doesn't matter, like maybe your teammates think you suck, but you just want one goal so bad. And there's yeah. something so inspiring in that for me, in anybody, really because you're just like man to be that driven, that you work that hard and. I don't know. It really, like, just every Sunday I look forward to it.
4: I know. I want them to do another one on, like, some other sports person.
0: Yeah, surprise me. I don't know any of them. You could literally know, do any same. sports person. Like, yeah. It doesn't have to be basketball. It can be one of the other sports. Like, I'm I would good like with any sports. Serena
4: Williams one.
0: Yes. that. W- oh, let's, okay. let's do a last, yeah, like, save the last dance, Serena Williams, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah.
4: So, anyway, <laughs> we digress. Yes. So, okay, here's the thing. First of all, I love Kyle. I always have loved Kyle. I can admit when my housewives are in the wrong. I don't necessarily think she's wrong. No. When it comes Agreed. to the fight with Dorit. Agreed. Because it's stupid. It's, it's like, very why are you stupid. doing glam? Like when we're working out. And I think because Kyle is the OG of that franchise, she's probably like, bitch. I've been doing this for 10 years, and I'm not even getting glam. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then also, I know this sounds really stupid, but her bangs are not doing a lot okay. for her.
0: The, another theory. She supposedly shot one of the best films to ever be released in 2021, Halloween, and supposedly – I don't know how, but she obviously is like the lead in Halloween because she had to go to North Carolina for what seems like six months and they make her grow out her bangs. My theory is she has a very small part in Halloween because then then this week in the Daily Mail they had an article about her breaking her nose on set, but she didn't tell anybody because she wanted, uh, she didn't want them to make her stunt double do it. My theory is she had a full facelift and only did a very tiny part in Halloween and then she did the bangs because it covered up scarring on her upper forehead wow just think about it like because oh about, i'm gonna sleep with that tonight think about like why okay halloween takes place in a small town you're telling right. me it's a small town and then all of a sudden kyle lives on that street with like heavy botox and like these like casey musgraves bangs like it doesn't something doesn't add up to me
4: well and the thing
0: too is like she really went for this like She's really all she's really like she's in
4: committed it. to this yes. role. And it's like you could have just for like extensions.
0: She's like the Daniel Day Lewis of Halloween horror franchise. She's like <laughs> she locked herself away from her family. She lived in a house by herself. Yes. I mean like this. She did no Craig's dinner. No, like she really obviously. So what I'm expecting is a oscar-winning caliber performance by kyle because she made like even denise said in this episode she's like hey i shoot like 10 episodes of bold and beautiful a week i cook for my kids and then i just read my like let, memorize my lines so what because kyle keeps saying that she's back from filming and really wants to take her life back
3: but
4: i think that's another thing like lisa going kind of touched on it a little bit is where she's like something else is going on with kyle because she's, like, freakishly emotional about all of this. Like, she's so emotional about Dorit and then Denise. Like, I I know Kyle cries a lot. Like, she's just an emotional person. But this feels, like, really ex- extreme. And I know Garcelle fucking hates Kyle. So that will be interesting.
0: Well, it is the power dynamic is perfect this season. Uh, but the other thing you just said about Rinna is my other big question is... When does the show finally come for Rinna? I don't think it's going to be this season, but she's really behind so much of this stuff. And she's always like, hmm, like when she jumped in at the the last dinner scene and she said, no, you do not to to Sutton. No, not when my girls are involved. Like out of nowhere, she jumps into this Dorit Sutton conversation and like it takes the wrong side like. Okay, that actually is huge. So in this past week's episode,
2: Lion's Den. So shouldn't she kinda throw me a sword or something? You're somebody I don't know that well that says, I've got a really bad feeling for. What I mean by that is that I hold on. That's not, not nice. <laughs> it's not I'm just saying nice. exactly so, what you're, you're saying. You're not
3: being
6: like
2: nice. Sutton. You're not. Listen to me. No. Let me explain myself then.
5: To no, me, she
2: I'm not to so play this game with you, I swear to God. Shut up!
5: Shame on Sutton. I don't care if she's my friend. She crossed a line that I don't think should be crossed. So you don't f*** with my kids. Shut up! Sutton...
2: I want don't you speak to f- me that zip that to me. When someone's going to freak them out, I don't know what that means. Are they going to lose their mind? Are they? Are you going to start throwing drinks? I started to panic thinking. Well, I would imagine you'd you re- be like, "Are you going to ruin thinking? the girls' event?"
0: Because- that is, that's
2: what I'm going to do. I mean, I would would I not. ever do
0: that? Yep. No, I would hope not. That's re- what. I, mean, I guess first off, what do you think of sudden And also, secondly, sudden wasn't in the wrong. You're allowed to say, "I'm going to freak out," like quietly. Yeah, she didn't say absurd. it loudly.
4: I know. When they did that flashback, because Dorit was like, I'm going to fucking flip out. And then it cut to the flashback of her whispering yes. it.
0: And, 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 and Dorit, goes, Dorit goes, what? Like, what? She goes, I'll tell you later. I'll tell you later.
4: I know. And like, she's not going to freak out. She's not going to throw a glass. She's not, And I loved when Kyle was like, Renna, we know about throwing glasses. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that whole thing. And another thing is I... I like Sutton for the show. Yes, I, she's not someone I would want to be friends with. No, she's not a girl I want to get lunch. with. She would with. hate
0: me. She would hate me,
4: for sure. I, I mean, I hate her, but I like her for the show, and yeah. I don't think she's wrong. But her yelling at Dorit, being like, "Let the mouse go." No, you, you've
0: had you, like, you've had your fun. Let the mouse go. You've had your fun. Let the mouth, let it go. Let it, her scary
4: I, Botox, I was
0: terrified. It was – and by the way, and then Dorit's like reactions of like, oh, huh, uh, like she really – Dorit really miscalculated right there. And this is – I need her – I don't need her to make mistakes like this with the new Buca de Beppo. I need her to be on her game. I need I, – if she's being in fights with Sutton, I need her focused on that room. I need her to bring the Dorit magic to a chain Italian restaurant. That <laughs> – wait. By the way, did you see in a million years that little minor storyline coming? Like in a thousand billion years would you have seen it coming?
4: Uh, no. Like I – when a, they – when she said, guys, <laughs> I have news, I was like – Oh, she's getting like new swimwear, like something with her kids. Yeah. Maybe moving again. I don't fucking know. When she said, "I'm renovating a de Beppo, uh, it I was like, "What?"
0: Yeah, and it, so and it was amazing the way she's told, and they actually do a flashback where and you know. Erica
4: goes, "I love their chicken parm."
0: Yes, like Erica is trying to be really agreeable this season, and it's just like she's like, you know, at first. You know, I'm just gonna do one location. And I'm like, you weren't offered more locations, by the way. Also, can you imagine? We've all been to a Buca de Beppo. It looks pretty much the same. It's gonna be really fucking alarming when I go into a room and it's all fucking creepy, like ornate shit with like 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 hair ties down to the floor and like yeah,
4: just... like I don't know what she's gonna do with it. I'm curious.
0: Oh, I'm going to eat there. Know. I'll definitely go to the Dorit room, but it's going to stick out like a sore thumb. I can't imagine with Dorit's style. That, I mean, where would you even. I mean, how would that thought. I mean, obviously, he wants advertisement for Buca de Beppo, I guess. I thought it was a strong enough brand, but she goes, it needs the. I went to Buca de Beppo and it needs the Dorit touch. Like, do oh you ever go God. to, like, Baja Fresh and go, this needs the Samantha touch? Like,. Like you uh, just accept never. that it's – yeah, you just accept what it
4: is. Well, and too, I love when he was like, oh, I don't want you to
0: bankrupt me. So you're not you – because know, he goes, what what kind of budget do I have to work with? She's like, I'm not letting you bankrupt me. She probably has like $500 and like a Lowe's gift card to like put something yeah. together.
4: It's so good. It's so good. And when you brought up Erica being really agreeable, yeah. I have a theory that – the producers they had to have had a conversation with them
0: Uh, they They overhauled they overhauled the whole thing the
4: whole show because in the first episode of the season erica cried twice
0: revealed more about her life than she ever has we found out she's a go-go dancer in jersey to supplement her income like that's amazing intel and then a picture of her son And then we find – then she has a conversation about sex with Mr. Girardi in 85 – I mean, who, by the way, at the end of the day, if I was Tom Girardi, I would just not want our sex life to be on TV. Like, it's cool you're on TV, but please don't talk about having sex with me. I'm a powerful lawyer in L.A.
4: Well, that's – okay. I think the thing with Tom and Erica that people forget is they've been married for, like, 20 years. This isn't, like – she just married him for his money. He's yeah. about to be on his deathbed five years ago type of thing. Like they really have a real relationship, I think. Yes. And his little face just like lights up whenever he sees her. Yes. It's so cute. His little moon face.
0: I, I By oh. the way, I, I there's no part of it that I think is a fake relationship. But I don't sometimes love how she doesn't – but she portrays it as he's really helped me out. You know, and it's like it's a it's a relationship like you're helping each other out. It's it's but and when when he was so happy for her with Cabaret, I thought that was amazing.
4: That was so sweet. That was such a sweet moment when he had like the folder with everything in it. I was like.
0: I know, but that's what I'm like, and he really is a busy guy. So, like the he, you know, when when he's taking phone calls about Denise Richards and Charlie Sheen's like divorce, like like child custody. I mean, it, I can't. I really do like Tom, but you're so right about Erica, and the 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 crazy thing is, you also notice that it's almost like I, I like. I used to be in a lot of theater and like the director would always be like, pick up your cues, pick up your cues. Do not let that space go between lines. And you can tell they've told the cast that. So every dinner scene, it'll be like, Dorit will be like, pass the salt. And Kyle will be like, why the salt, Dorit? Like they're ready. (laughs) They're ready to make a fight about anything. Like, do you know, like they're jumping on grenades.
4: They are. And I think LVP being gone has a lot to do with it. I think it makes them feel like a weight has been lifted. They don't have this like. Puppet master, kind of behind the scenes, doing a lot of stuff like, you know, for the show, orchestrating it, and I think that that made Erica feel a little bit more vulnerable, or allowed her to be vulnerable. At I
0: least. think they told I, her. I, I think they straight up told her you have to be. Like I, I feel like something changed well, so greatly with this because with the you know we got we hear the producers asking questions now, which is different, and I find that they mm-hmm. they confronted the and PK just the and editing.
4: Movies. It's quick, like the editing, like they were in New York for like five minutes. I blinked and it was like, they're at Kyle's, you know, closet studio place where she didn't know what was going on. They're in the car. They're at the restaurant. They're now Garcelle and Erica are eating dinner. Like it's moving so fast. And I'm like, it's a different show.
0: This ain't your parents' real housewives of Beverly Hills. This is, no. it's younger. It's sexier. It's,
4: but uh, I so I hope they do this with Atlanta next year and Vanderpump. Like yeah, I, so, I hope this changes.
0: Okay. So I put you in charge of Bravo all of a sudden, I, you know, hey, you're moving to New York tomorrow. You're uh, president of programming. What do you do to change, like, in your heart of hearts, what would you do across the board? Would you give Camp Getaway a second season? What are we doing?
4: <laughs> no, I do not give Camp Getaway a second season. Um, but I think with that, writing series off like that, we have to be careful because yes. that's what happened with Gallery Girls.
0: NYC Prep?
4: with... Exactly. Um, Ladies of London didn't get that many seasons. I think they deserved it, but then Caroline moved to Dubai. So it kind of like – and then Annabelle, you know, died. Uh, so there's that. Um, but I don't know if I would do anything like across the board. I think you kind of have to look at it like very individual. like yeah, with show Atlanta, by show. Yeah. Like with Atlanta, get rid of Nini, get rid of Cynthia, get rid of Eva, keep Candy, Portia – And, um, Marlo, my queen.
0: Oh, so give her a peach.
4: Oh, give her a fucking peach. Give that woman a peach. Um, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I I don't think you could do anything like across the board, really.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, it really is show by show. But, uh... You know, you pointed out Lisa leaving Beverly Hills really opened things up. And I feel, though, that's another reason why Vanderpump Rules sucks is that she's now more present in Vanderpump Rules. And every time she's on, it's literally just people explaining what's happening to Lisa. They're like, oh, well, Brett loves like Brett and Sheena and Max. And she'd be like, oh, naughty, naughty. You know, and then she (laughs) has to be there. Like, Ken doesn't even get out of the Bentley to come into the party and just waits there for Lisa to like say some flirty things to like Brett and then like go away and it just interrupts the flow of it i don't need lisa
4: no and i think she thought people loved vanderpump rules because of her yes i know that's never been it like i never watched vanderpump rules because i loved lisa vanderpump so much like i watched it because stassi and jacks were fighting yeah. <laughs> because Eve's getting a beard dunked on her head by her boyfriend like that's why i watched yeah. so seeing lisa interact with these like new people that Aren't really gelling. It's, it, it. all feels. Really we've seen, horrible, we've seen
0: we've seen we've uh, seen Schwartz flirt with Lisa better than we ever have with Brett. You know, like I'm saying, like Brett is just like it's so forced. It's so fake. We've seen it done better and more realistic. It all comes down to casting, and then it all comes down to like gelling of the cast. And Vanderbump Rules is in a building season, and it just didn't work.
4: And the thing is, is like Dana's gelled with the cast. I think really well, Max. I think gelled with the cast really well, but unfortunately, no charisma, no charisma. Not, like, like he just doesn't come off like well on camera, which yes. I understand. Like, he looks that sleepy all
0: the time. Looks sleepy all like, the
4: time. Like, like do you he want looks a beer, to be Clean dude? up the beach. Thanks. That was such a weird thing. Like, I appreciate you want to save the oceans, but where is this
0: coming from but isn't like, it funny it when all they,
4: feels random
0: isn't it funny when they start showing the behind the scenes stuff that actually works when they show jack's texting that works when they I let let re- the reality of filming in on the like when they let us in on production like that when he's like that to me completely works and that's brought the most drama of the season
4: hundred percent. And I Jack's
0: agree. reconnecting with his uh, Coke dealer. Like that's also been a very uh, – And
4: Adderall. Yeah, oh, yeah,
0: yeah. By the way, I'm just like, gee, like you're like, oh, I eat too much and I drink. I, it's, it's, I made my parents watch it last week and I made them watch a couple episodes and come on the podcast and they're fascinated by Jax's journey. They really are shocked that he's married now and has a house. So in a way, like he really has – To his benefit, use this show, but he's just a horrible person.
4: He's a horrible person. And, but what I also need from this cast is them to stop being so, they don't want to be confrontational anymore. I don't feel like, yeah. And that's the show. Like, that's what you signed up for. So I don't love that they all love Jackson Brittany and think they're a great couple and think it's amazing. I was like, you all definitely talk shit about them behind their backs.
0: Yes, I mean, Katie literally said like like agree with Stanovol. Starting
4: to turn come around. Well, yeah,
0: that was this. that was really a nice scene between her and Schwartz when Schwartz was trying to get her to say he can he can parlay his money. But Katie came off like a real person, and I I like when that happens because I don't I. I don't know, but Katie just around all, just like I want her to get a hobby besides sewing or knitting or whatever it is. It's, you know, yeah. I don't know. Um, it's bad. Back to Beverly Hills. What do you think of Garcelle?
4: Garcelle, I like her. I like when she's on the screen, but I don't know what else, like what is she going to give us?
0: It is interesting that we have seen I no kind I, I just of, don't know. Well, I think she's ready for drama. I don't think she'll be – she she's the drama is not going to be about her what i do respect about her is that i really do love her family life because mike nylon her ex-husband you know they're well like he's a wealthy man he's a very wealthy man so i believe they you know you know they're having like donut parties and stuff like that and i feel like that's a really cool uh is that your cat no oh i thought you just looked down at like and you smiled so i thought that was like a cat or something i was like oh no
4: i was looking at my own foot
0: (laughs) were you (laughs) wait were you enjoying the look of your own foot (laughs)
3: You, I, wait, I see today. i see samantha
0: i see samantha look down and then she smiles like she saw a beautiful animal and so i was like oh is that your cat and she goes no it's my foot you really smiled. i just
4: self-tan today so i was like kind of admiring it
0: i'm glad things are going your way in quarantine you know
4: things are looking up
0: <laughs> um
4: uh, I, I want more garcelle like i just feel like we haven't really gotten enough
0: because, you know, we, yeah, we definitely are starting to get a picture of who Sutton is. Sutton's a very well-rounded character. Um, yes. What do you think about your, you know, you like to point out men's attractive traits. Do you think Aaron's attractive?
3: <laughs> uh, okay, and,
0: and let me, do you think Aaron's attractive if you hadn't have heard him speak? And do you think Aaron's attractive once you've heard him speak?
4: I get why people think he's attractive, like just by the way he looks. Yeah. I don't like he shaves his beard. I think he looks really terrible.
0: You don't like him who shaves his beard? Oh, he you looks- wait, you look that. Oh, you guys, this is the other thing I love about Samantha on her on her uh, Instagram is she she's like so good at. I'm I'm not good at like the girly details about things like I don't ever get to comment like I, I'm not knowledgeable on fashion and stuff so all of like the looks and stuff don't really mean tons to me but you always point out on the stretching apps uh, of like people stretching there she's really good at spotting these things of you know like the celebrity fakery and you always point them out but like I just would never I would just keep it moving like how do you how do you, it's like it's another beautiful mind goodwill hunting thing you just are <laughs> able to see these things
4: well one day I was like scrolling and i saw this girl with really long legs like really long and i was like that's that's not a normal thing
0: (laughs) that's not right that's something's
4: going on and then i (laughs) discovered it that there's this app that people use to stretch their bodies and amelia and delilah bell
0: who, by the John's way, we, we see them with their first fashion show that Lisa did not help with yet helped with, and opened the door, so but they gotta walk through it. So we get she to was see like
4: itm'd them.
0: Yeah, and by the way, the, the two other people in charge of the clothing line are like. Like Lisa, Lisa, you're the first one that emails back all the time. She's like, you got to you in this business. You got to. She's always like a grizzled Hollywood veteran. She's like, you got to business, right? Huh? You're a hustler. I feel like she should have a cigar all the time. I'm just like, it's uh, anyways. So you notice the stretching app and the daughters do this and then it became a passion of yours.
4: A passion. Like I love it. People send me them all the time. They're like, "Is this the stretch app? Is this the stretch app?" I'm like, "What do you think? If you have to ask, <laughs> yes."
0: With teaching,
4: are too long.
0: Uh, t- what is that saying? Like teach a man to fish. Like fish, you know. Like show. Yeah, like you, you're teaching <laughs> exactly. people to spot their own things. Um, I know yeah. this is so, jumping. Yeah,
4: Aaron's not that attractive to me.
0: What did you think of his beautiful soliloquy about uh, cancer? Was it? Did you How? did you get moved? Like were you?
4: I was like Mauricio in yeah. that. I was just like sitting back, just like, what? Isn't it
0: funny? And nodding. In this in this episode, it starts off with the to be continued at Denise's uh, backyard party with the ice diamond. And uh, Kyle is leaving. And isn't it funny if you just catch those background of the house husbands of like Mauricio and Edwin and be like, uh. Yep. Another one of these, huh? You know, like they're just so used to it. And and Kyle goes, we're going to go. And he goes, all right, honey. All right. Like he's just he's like, there's nothing. He's I, I'm just here if you want to leave, if you want to stay. I don't need. He to, doesn't
4: care. He does
0: not care at all. He, he's I, in his jacket. Oh, that, he's, like, he's that stoned. Little... He's like he discovered edibles last year. He's like, yes. I'm in my own journey right now. I just I'm a body.
4: But let's remember the trip to Amsterdam where Brandy and Kyle got into it about the weed. Yes. In Amsterdam. Oh my God. And Brandy Brandy was like yelling at Kyle and was like, why are you pretending you don't smoke? Like, why are you doing this? And Kyle was like, cause I don't, cause I don't. And now her husband's like fully stoned at all times.
0: No, it's like, it's like a, it's a parody of a stoner. It's beginning to be like when they, like two episodes ago, I was so fixated on him looking at their dog while Kyle was monologuing. And the dog, he goes, Our dog's doing something funny. It was just like it was like a shot of a dog looking at a cameraman and Mauricio was just like fixated on the dog.
4: It's sad that I know that dog's name and it's River.
0: Oh, it's a beautiful name. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful name. Um, Yeah. uh, So, yeah, this is this whole thing. Do you do you I mean, Kyle really did like what do you think about the ragamuffin comment about calling Denise a ragamuffin? I get it. I guess I kind of see what she means, but it's very dark.
4: It's very dark. And when you when she said that it came from her mom, used to call people ragamuffins, <laughs> I said Big Kathy is like the seventh housewife, the real housewives of Beverly Hills. Like she just haunts those hills. She... It's so dark, the whole situation. But I get what Kyle's saying. Like, Denise does wear a lot of bootcut jeans, a lot of flowy sweaters.
0: I compare it to, like, how, like, a better version of how Britney Spears dresses. Like a way better. But in the same – in this, like it's not my choice for Denise Richards on how I would dress her body as somebody that shops mainly at Old Navy. But it is how she has chosen to dress for herself. And it's just different. It's just a hair different than people would want Denise to dress.
4: Yeah. She just doesn't care.
0: Yes. She she honestly doesn't care. She's
4: trying to say to Kyle. She's like, I don't do glam and all of that like Dorit does. But I don't care if Dorit does it. And then I think that message got kind of confused. And you know what really bothered me is I think it's being confused with Denise wanting to be like mom of the year. Yeah. I don't think it has to do with her kids hearing that personally. I think it has to do with the her their daughter's friends because that's what she said. She was like, I don't want the other kids to go home and be like, oh, that's what happens at Sam Lola's house.
0: Well, I mean – when- Think of it. Their dad is Charlie Sheen. 18. Like Like, they know what threesomes are. They know what threesomes are.
4: Right. But I think like she just doesn't want other parents to think like, oh, you know, I don't want my kids going over there because of whatever, you know, we we, we can admit that Charlie Sheen
0: admittedly was doing crack at one point and had Charlie's Angels like this really did exist and it wasn't a secret. He was very public about it. So I can see where that that's. That's dead on. Hey, do you remember that picture that was released by Bruce Bosse where Kyle's sister and they kind of insinuated that she was a new housewife? Remember? No. no, no, come on. You it was this past year and it was like Kyle and her sister, like not not um uh uh not not Kim, but Kathy. uh Kathy. It was Kyle and Kathy and bruce put like a diamond on the picture i believe it was bruce Bosse. you remember what i'm talking about and he insinuated and the rumor was she had joined the cast obviously that was just a prank or something or do you think she makes an appearance
4: i don't i don't think kathy's interested i think kathy has too many skeletons personally like with that with her kids and everything that like she could never be a housewife i think that's why faye would never be a housewife
0: I mean, Faye's in a, I. I was watching the uh, uh, He'll Never Emotionally Fulfill You monologue today, or the scene. Yeah. Uh, and just, like, I was like, man, Faye has been just in the background of so many scenes year after year. Like, really, Kyle think, forces her in every scene. But I
4: think, like, like Marlo, she's really only opening up now because her life is at a place, like, where it's not full of, like, secrets. Like, yeah. she's not fucking old dudes anymore for money. Whereas like Faye has so many skeletons, Kathy Hilton so many skeletons. Like they're not, they're not doing that. Yeah, they're not getting in there. No. Um,
0: what What is your overall opinion of Dorit? And I guess Dorit this season, she's serving us some. I'm not even into fashion, and I feel she's serving major looks. What's the rat tail to the floor look? What is that?
4: Um, As it's a, a look.
0: <laughs> I mean, she really thinks she's like Lady Gaga, but she's Dorit. She's Dorita, she's Dorita Gaga or something, you know, Mm -hmm. there's something there. I'll workshop it, but there's something.
4: She, Uh, listen, I love her commitment to a look. It might not be great. I might not understand it, but I, her commitment to it with that little spiral Yeah. I was like,
0: okay. And maybe it's not for us to understand. Maybe it's something, you know, like it's like that. That back to the, like that scene in Back to the Future where Marty McFly plays the guitar and they're like, "What's that sound?" And they're like, "Hey, uh, I don't know about you guys, but your kids are gonna love it." I think she's she's dressing for the future.
4: She is. She is definitely dressing for the gram. Like um, that. This is like this is all for Instagram.
0: But when you see those pictures of Dorit in high school, to me, that says everything about Dorit that I need to know. With the curly hair and the like – you just sense that like Dorit – like that – I want a prequel of Dorit where we see Dorit with the normal accents. I want to see like the accent develop. I want to see – like she just – I would love to go back and do, like, that Countess Luann, like, where they did the, like, pre— like the, I
3: loved that.
0: Remember that? They should do that for yes. everyone. But I would love to reach to go back and talk to, like, high school friends or, like, oh, she sat by herself at the lunch table. We didn't really know her, you know?
4: Yeah. No, for sure. I, I'm so sad they didn't do that for More Housewives, honestly, because the Luann one made me love Luann.
0: Yes. I like, mean— I it,
4: was never a ride or die, and now I'm like, oh, that's my girl.
0: It. I mean, because— there's an epic story there. Like you could write a Luann movie. At least a lifetime movie of the Luann's Swiss life. Swiss Alps.
4: Like they almost died. I
0: mean like there who was her what was the character's name? Like the person that was oh in my her God. life. It was um, like
4: the the woman. Yeah,
0: it was it was like a great name too and
4: I uh that's going to drive me crazy.
0: But I I think about that all the time like why they don't do, do that for everybody, you know?
4: Yeah, cuz it was so good. I was like, "Oh my god, I need more of this."
0: Now, in this episode, we see Erica Jane has a clubhouse, which is just ballsy. Like, imagine having a mansion and then also needing a clubhouse on top of that? Like yeah. it's like a like she's kind of like Batman. She has a bat cave. Like she has Erica Jane headquarters that's separate from her mansion.
4: I mean, that's got to be like $40,000 a month to keep that up, right? Yeah, I mean, like like her outfits, her hair, her glam, Mikey,
0: I mean it's really fascinating the cottage industry that doesn't make tons of money in return like it's all money going out so it's really a passion project for her and her <laughs> husband you know
4: It's I I like Erica this season though
0: I do I do tell you say. Have you read her book or listened to the audiobook no, it's a fascinating, uh, fascinating tale. Uh, fascinating tale. Do you ever think that Erica Jane, her lines in the Talking Head are written? I felt like the penis yes. goes into the vagina line was very written. Come on, June Cleaver, the penis goes into the vagina. Like it seems, I like think she's she doing definitely.
4: I think she definitely knows what she's gonna say going in because like even just last season a lot of like the champagne drinking, you know, sipping it in in the talking heads, I'm just like, it feels a little forced to yeah. me. Um I'm enjoying it, but yeah.
0: I'm enjoying oh by the way, I'm enjoying I, guys, even if I say I'm enjoying all of it, I just want you to know I'm watching these multiple times. What do you think about Lois of uh Lisa Rinna's mom, Lois? Queen. Really, I love that
4: she forgot her age.
0: Uh, I mean, she went from 91 to 81, I think, yeah. when, when she was she like, was like oh, when you,
4: you're 81, you'll look back like, and you're
0: 91. My favorite thing was earlier in the episode. She goes, uh, I'm not supposed to drive, but I do. I ran a red light the other day, like literally says this. I mean, it was like one of those things of like, ha ha, but kind of not ha ha. But that was me. Like, I felt that
4: What <laughs> I was like, that's I get
3: that.
0: Bravo really, like, if you have a strong character on the Housewives, there's a strong woman mother behind that, like, whether it be Dale Mercer, whether, you know, like, just so many great mother characters, mother figures, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, Deandra's mom, Mama D, like, I just love...
4: Mama Joyce.
0: Yes! There's so many great mothers that I wish they would do, like, a mother special, or, like, a mother reunion of just Andy with the mothers, and just getting them, or, like, put them in a, put them, quarantine them in a house for a week and see what you can get you know
4: oh i would love that like you have no idea you know who i'm sick of though is patricia like it, it to me it's like a shtick and it's like old like i'm done with yeah patricia from southern charm
0: i'm actually done with southern charm oh i mean by the way huge news this week guys Catherine dennis i talked about a little earlier on the pod what is your take on all of that
4: ridiculous yeah I and mean, there's her, no there's no place for that. Her st- excuse, apology.
0: her stupid excuses. By the way, when you put that emoji, like she's like, oh, I just I use that m- emoji all the time. She knows better than anybody what the internet can do and how you have to be very specific about your words, your actions, and she knows that. And to use that very specific emoji is not only discussing ignorant, all of those things, but then to like, like oh, double I,
4: down on it I almost. Just, uh, like, what are you doing? Like. To, because then we have Hannah Brown from Bachelor. She got, oh, and you, I don't the, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She it, said, yeah. yeah. And it's like she apologized, but it wasn't a very sincere apology. But with Catherine, it's like there was barely an apology, like, there was nothing.
0: You know, it's it's the internet's fault, you guys. That's who it th- it's the internet's to blame, not her. It's all these people mm-hmm. being crazy. But you know what? Like, it's really easy to not watch that show too. And like, Craig better start sewing like more like harder because like I feel like they're about to be out of like the the, the boys' club. Like I wasn't in love with already, even though I like some of those guys. But I really love the women of Southern Charm. So I really and love that they're
4: they not even on it. But
0: I love that they did that. I love that they took a stand. And and I mean, I think it's because of the Catherine. Thing right,
4: Cameron isn't coming back because of the just the cheating stuff. I think, and Catherine, and like I just think she. I think she was done with the show because I think she's just now like a mom, and that's like she doesn't want to get into it. I'm really sad. Naomi's not coming back.
0: Yeah, I love her. Did, what, really, what did, really did you different. think? What did, were you a, a Matul Stan? No. Yeah, I thought Matul was a tool. I did not like him. In the least.
4: I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt because I was like, I really, really like Naomi. But and maybe he's like, just doesn't come across well on camera. Like, I certainly think like some people just don't. But. There was just something off and I was like, I don't like this.
0: It seems it it, you know what it was is like, you know, like the magic of a good coupling where they're not like perfect with each other. And like, you know, you say inside jokes that are funny to like there, there just seemed it just seemed too like mature goes to bed at this time. He probably wakes up at this time. He does his workout like it seemed like no. I just I don't I can't I wish I could live my life that way. I don't. But he's like obviously perfect.
4: I think he's just the complete opposite of Craig. And so that's appealing to her. Like, because Craig, I'm sorry. I know people love Craig. He lied about being a lawyer. Like, he's really not great. He had
0: an assistant that was working at his house. He was sleeping in the morning. She was already there working. And he, like, strolls down like, what do we got today? Yeah, like,
4: like, I think he's a good person. I think he is, like, one of the only guys on the show that has, like, a good heart.
0: Can you believe he hooked up with uh, Jules from Summer House? I love that so Isn't much And that, like, Jules. I know, By the way, that was only like a blip what? of a story. Like that was like tiny. Like she was getting – she was getting like te- – like people were coming at her in that house and it was like a blip of a story. Like,
4: I know. What? She was getting crumbs but little did we know,
0: she was getting Craig. When, when, but also when that hand went on Carl's leg, like I'm here for you, I was like, oh my god, look at you making the move. Like that was – I know. Sh- I was like, get it, Jules. But wait – I know I, – I'm so sorry if this is like I'm going everywhere, but I'm just like – it's like talking no. to a Bravo friend. So, um, you know, what I also
4: – I'm getting my charger right now. Okay, I'm yeah, still yeah. listening to you.
0: But like still- why Why was – what's um what's the uh, potentially uh, bisexual guy's name that used to be in the house? Um, um, Jordan. Jordan. How – how would – I mean do you I, – I don't understand how – that's the part that confuses me is that to me Jordan is very gay – and like, but Jules was still like really into him. Like, I feel like that's an obvious, like, I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm supposed to be like sex positive and stuff. But I think like he's obviously, I don't think super into girls.
4: He's definitely not super into girls. And like, that why would you to want me, to
0: then let somebody be like, hey, poke around, see if you like anything. Like, why do you? I, do-
4: I think. Okay. So let me say, I think the whole Jordan thing is actually like really sad to watch because it's just like, why are you, it's 2020. Like, why are you yeah, pretending? So you
0: live in New and York. Like, well, because of his mom, potentially. I, and...
4: But if I, I don't know. It's just so that felt sad. And then with Jules, it's like Hannah invited her to the house. And then she met Jordan. And I think, th- I don't know how real that was, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I was hoping it wasn't really real because I really started rooting for Jules towards the end of the season and I really started enjoying her a lot more. Um but you said a great comment earlier about not giving up on shows and I think that's a great example is Summer House. Is I feel like they really had um uh you know a that to me that was the antidote where Vanderpump Rules failed us. I feel like Summer House was the one hour a week before New York where I was very happy during quarantine. And I was like, because <laughs> oh, it's very simple. They they go to the house, they leave the house, they come back to the house. Like, it's so, we get to see him dancing in the living room. And then, like, Luke was a great addition. Like, I thought it was so simple.
4: It was so good and easy breezy, yeah. but, like, had some drama, but it wasn't too dark. Like, it was just, it was good. Like, it felt nice.
0: It wasn't, yeah. Like, when... It, Yeah,
4: and what I love about Summer House, and I've always loved Summer House, like since season one, is that they're they're more relatable, I think, than Vanderpump people because they have like real jobs. Yeah, and they go to work during the week, and then they go, you know, (laughs)
0: party on the weekend. Well, did you love that Carl literally like? They literally insinuate that Carl, like, literally is a drunk that doesn't show up to his job. But it's not even a huge plot point. It's just kind of out there. Like, you know, it doesn't stop they the party. Talk
4: about it. Yeah. Like,
0: hey, hey, bro, we got to really have you on the Loverboy team full time. He's like, yeah, thanks, man. And then that's it. That's it. Yeah. Like, he didn't show up for it. a full day of work after the summer house.
4: But he is sober now. Yes.
0: Yeah, so like, exactly.
4: six, six months, I think, sober. Which is good. I found because out because the reunion, but did, you get sad? Like, but did you
0: get sad? I felt like a horrible person because my first reaction was like, ah, uh, like I was like kind of like, ah, uh, this is not going to be good for the summer house. Like we need, like it, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like yeah. I do feel, I know it's, it's so good for Carl and I'm really proud of him as if I knew him personally, but as a fan of the summer house, I feel like you need to drink in the summer house, you know? It's
4: like Luann. Like, when she got sober, I was kind of like... "Eh, Well, isn't that... for you, but kind of sad
0: for me. New York's really having a wild... uh, They're really coming out for drinking in a wild way. And I don't... Like, it's so... Like, when when Elise, by the way, who I talked about earlier in this podcast, was... uh, She's just always there in every scene. She says maybe one or two, like, lines. I forget she's there. But, like, the only thing she did when... When Lou took her first drink, she goes, hey, she's the only dissenting voice of, hey, aren't you an AA? Like kind of quietly. And Dorinda goes, shut up. She's fine. Like literally goes, shut up. Like, like, I'm like, she's saying maybe she should think about it. Like, like a positive thing. It wasn't negative. It wasn't like, hey, let's do shots. She was like, hey, aren't you an AA? Maybe she. And Dorinda, of course, by the way, Dorinda, I feel like is going to have a real fall from grace. Like it's it's really headed in a bad direction.
4: Which, if you follow my Instagram, you know my thoughts on Dorinda. Um, I'm so confused by people's reactions to Dorinda this season. Because she's always been this way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm so confused why people are acting like she's never been mean or she's never been this person. I'm like, no, but she had Bethany to put her in her place when she got crazy. And she doesn't have that
0: right now. Do you see those YouTube videos she's doing? The truth about John, where she's like oh she's trying to be young so she's using like the big YouTube captions and stuff like that to get attention and she's I, not she's not winning the social media war like with Tinsdale and stuff like that. She's oh she's God. looking like such a shithead that I really I really I'm ro- like is
4: Hannah running your account, like what is going on over there?
0: It's not it, it, and by the way, do you have like 10 15 more minutes or you got to go? Oh, I'm good. Okay, cool. Um yeah, she's really it's really sad to see – not sad to see, but isn't it fascinating when these people are so obsessed with – they probably watch the show and then they still act like this? Like isn't yeah. it fascinating? Like they just don't seem to be able to they read They double the, down on it. They don't read the room. They can't no. read the room.
4: Mimi does that all the time and Teresa does too. Like there's no like self-awareness. Or like it's – there's also so much pride. Like they just won't be like, yeah, you know, I fucked up. It's like Tinsdale. Yeah. like like, I
0: mean she literally said to Tinsdale – she literally said, "Um, I have gum that's been at longer relationships than you. I survived the first 50 years of my life without you and I hope to have the last 50 years of my life without you. It was like one of the meanest things coming – (laughs) like it was so bizarrely mean at such a harmless person.
4: That's you know what I think that's what is making it so much worse is that it's at Tinsley yes. who is like a little bunny rabbit Harmless. like you can't like why are you coming at her come at someone like a worthy opponent that's that's what's the
0: problem I think I, I, I mean I do but that's why like New York is magical where like it really this week's episode at the beginning now I'm just going to call her Tinsdale for the rest of my life was, you know, Tinsley's on a New York street and Martin, the boxing instructor, is like, Tinsdale, Tinsdale. And he like throws a, a football across a New York street. And I was like, wow, this is my New York. And like this character of like a a, a boxing instructor that helps like uh, – I mean th- these are what movies are made of. Like you could make a movie <laughs> – if you made Martin a hotter guy but a gruff guy, like a hot, gruff guy – tinsdale yeah. and martin that could be like a romance
4: honestly i might be attracted
0: to him who knows by just the way, the way I, is. I love that you kind of are dipping your toe in the martin waters of like i, uh, I just i might be attracted who knows i you know let's get weird i yeah. don't know he i he really does do some funny recaps on his Trinity boxing page somebody pointed out and oh, I, I saw Did you see that where he was like, ah, I'm really beginning to like these ladies. You know what? I'm really beginning to like them.
4: Because Uh, he is like, and Leah is like.
0: Ah, Queen Leah. Queen fucking Leah.
4: Came in uh, and she nailed the part where she knows how crazy they all are. Where she's kind of like, where she's kind of like coming from our perspective. Kind of like how Carol used to do. Before before she
0: wore vibrator necklaces
4: before she dated Adam, who was that was her downfall. But anyway,
0: sexy salads.
4: But yet Leah plays the game
0: like so she'll get crazy, too. You know what I mean? Like she's not too good for the show. No, but by the way, that and that was uh, that Luann seeing her apartment and like, how do you she gives the bigger room to her daughter? How do you not feel anything but like love for this person? And Luann's like, ha, ha, you really want to know what I think? Ha, ha, ha. You know, like, yeah,
4: it's like it Leah, was so bad. I was like, Lu, shut the fuck up.
0: Leo, Leah, Leah, like, gets her own money. She makes her own money.
4: Yeah. And but that's what's so funny is like it really exposed these women, I think, for. Who they are when they got weird about her tattoos, but that's what that's makes like, the show
0: magical too. Is oh, that magic! They, like I mean, they're really showing their age this season. It really all of a sudden with Leah there, it jumped where you're like, oh, Dorinda and Sonia all of a sudden became. Older women, and not unattractive older women, but older women. It's a different because yeah. you're they're di-
4: struggling with their own like mortality this season, and it's really strange to watch. Yeah, they're so, like, where's our life going? What are we gonna do? The big questions. Like,
3: the big. I'm questions.
4: like, oh my god, it's getting me nervous. And then I see Ramona not social distancing, and we need to have her hanging on for another another season. Well, so she is, better?
0: What's your opinion on why do you think Ramona gets away with being sometimes a horrible person and nobody else does
4: because Ramona knows she's fucking
3: crazy.
0: Yeah.
4: Cause she, I love,
0: I, she's, she's a favorite. She's not. She, I love her so much. So like I, I cannot like, but I love her, but she's one of those people that get away with things that Dorinda couldn't get away with. Because, no, you- and
4: I, because she has a, I don't know how to describe it really, but you can definitely tell that she's been doing a lot of therapy like a lot this season. Like you can tell that she's working with someone on the side because <laughs> she's so like Zen almost like she's still fucking crazy, but she's like, she just apologized to Luann about the lower level thing. She was like, I'm really
0: sorry. I'm like, who are you? Yeah. Um, it, it, it really, uh, it's, and people are saying, like, I, that's the other argument is people are saying, well, Beverly Hills is better than New York this season. And it's like, uh, they can coexist very easily. They can Thank both be you. great shows and they can be great shows for different reasons. Nothing fits in a box. And by the way, you Beverly Hills stands, you had three shitty seasons you stood up for, mind you. I, I remember fighting with people that thought the last three seasons were good. And I'm like, you're out of your mind. Like, you're out of your what? mind. That- come on oh you i had what (laughs) yes
4: i'm genuinely confused yeah
0: yeah somebody wrong yes (laughs) completely wrong i feel like that's but that's what do you do you think there are two different types of bravo audiences
4: 100 i with, with my instagram account in your
0: opinion relating it to your instagram what are those two audiences
4: okay there's people that take it Really seriously. And granted, I am one of those people. I literally
0: You live it. Hello? Ooh. Sam? You guys, that was a heartbreaking into that interview. Because she lost internet connection and we could not get it back. We tried and tried. And, I, you know, you can look at it two ways. I would have talked to Samantha for three more hours. I was so energized by that conversation. So funny. So fun. I was so bummed to stop talking to her because, you know, you guys know me by now. I was, of course, nervous to talk to her in the, begin, the beginning to begin with. And then I was having a blast and uh, she probably acted like her internet dropped. No, no. It was such a great interview. I hope – we've already talked. She's going to come back. Uh, But how great was that? I just had a blast with her. Um, We have a really special community, guys. All us that love this stuff – I mean, sure, some of us are assholes. But on the majority of us, this is great. We got something good going. Let's, Let's keep this going. Well, what's wrong with me? I'm like, come on, guys. I'm professor positive all of a sudden. Let's have a great day. Let's you have a bright shining. I don't care about quarantine. Yeah, let's be. Let's have fun, you guys. Something I am uh, not fakely positive about, I'm actually real positive about is our next guest, Aaron Martin from Pink Shade uh, with Aaron Martin, one of the top podcasts in this genre. Um, if you guys don't know her, check it out. She is so good, and she does so many shows. Uh, before we get into her, though, since we do talk about... I do want to give a trigger warning for a 90-day fiancé. We talk a lot about 90 Day, and we talk Real Housewives in New York, but I think it is really worth listening to the whole thing, you guys, because it is just a really fun conversation. But since we do talk about 90 Day fiancé, I wanted to take it back. Now, one of the first episodes... Seven months ago, I went to a 90-day press event because of the generosity of uh, Danny Pellegrino. And I got to meet Queen Darcy, Darcy Silva. If you guys watch 90 Day, you definitely know who Darcy is. So I wanted to share with you my little snippet of an interview with Darcy. And let me paint the picture for you. It's 5.30 on a Tuesday. And we... and. There's a lot of drinks involved the Sun is not set yet so let that let that paint a picture and there's a TLC representative listening to our interview to make sure nothing weird is said here's Queen Darcy Silva from 90- day fiance. And- Okay, we are sitting with all of our favorites off 90 Day Fiance. We are sitting here with Darcy. How are you tonight, Darcy?
2: I'm amazing. I'm loving LA. So glad to be back. This is like my old stomping grounds. Been living here in the past, and you know what? I'm on fire in well, love you, and loving life.
0: You are the queen of TLC right now. Really? I, I, yes, I you believe. think so. You are wow. everybody. No, no, for real. You are everybody's favorite on this show right now. Period how does that make you feel
2: I love it I love the fans I embrace it you know I'm I'm just here to be open and honest with everybody and you are I don't I don't put bullshit out there this is my real life yeah so it is what it is and if they don't like it i trust me i get a lot of haters but i ignore it but i also have a lot of fans that embrace it and you know what if my story can move somebody and let them feel like you know what i've learned something then great you know
0: well i think they do see that in you and that's why we love you so much um I guess the big question that we have to ask, get it out of the way, are you still together with Tom?
2: Well, you know what? Sunday nights are are a very big night. We're trending on Twitter every Sunday. Very much so, yes. Very much so. (laughs) So why don't you guys just tune in?
0: Um, I uh, want to say I hate salsa as well.
2: I do not like salsa dancing. I love dancing. I've studied it since a very young age. And that's one thing that I will be adamant about. I've been a dancer. It's in my blood. I've studied tap, jazz, ballet throughout my life. I minored in college and dance. And you know what? I've danced salsa. And you know what? I'm going to prove it wrong. Trust me with that. Just <laughs> could wait we see. Could see you on see. Dancing
0: with the Stars eventually?
2: Well, you never know. Okay. I,
0: I, do, I hate to even say put this out there, but if you do not wind up with Tom, is there any way that we could get a Darcy spinoff on TLC?
2: Well, you know, Darcy's Darcy. She'll always be Darcy. And you know what? I'll give it no matter what. So, regardless of any man, anything in my life, I <laughs> live it and love it. And it's just gonna, you know.
0: What's been the best thing that's come out of this show for you?
2: I'm just happy that, like, everything has been so smooth with the fact that, like, my kids. You know, we have a very strong home foundation.
0: And you show that on the show, actually. Yes.
2: And we're a very tight-knit family. And, you know, Stacy and me and my kids and her kids are very tight-knit. Everything we do is very much tight-knit. And we'll never forget family. Family is first. And you know what? that's how we're gonna live our life now we and saw a
0: little drama with your sister this season yes. has that all worked itself out
2: you know we're twins we have our little moments but it's not that big of a deal it dies down after like five minutes ten minutes whatever it is <laughs> but you know that's our makeup that's just like Darcy and Stace that's just like the twin life you know it's kind of what it's all about and if they can't handle it well bye
0: Exactly. But now so this is the other question that we got a lot of viewers that wanted to know about. Do you stay in touch with Jesse in any sense? I'm not a huge Jesse fan, so I wanna put that out there, but do do you still talk? I
2: do not I do not talk to Jesse. I have no clue about him. We've been blocked. Good. I think Good. he's been talking some smack and the media is still to this day. Made it be maybe to be relevant or something, but I don't really look yeah. into that. Like that, like um, I, I have moved on.
0: That's good. Stay positive. I moved on, um, Darcy. What do you want to say uh, finally to all of your fans out there?
2: I love you guys. Thank you for all the love and support. You guys are my rock, and I'm going to stay strong, and I'm going to have all the willpower to succeed in life. And you know what? Maybe you guys will see me walk down the aisle one day. I love you guys. We
0: Thank will. You. We will. Thank you so much for sharing this with us. So I can think of no better introduction than that for Aaron Martin from Pink Shade with Aaron Martin. Enjoy. Okay, you guys, this is somebody that I actually I, I've talked to like off and on really briefly for like a year ever since the Countess Luann Cabaret show because Kate Casey uh told me I have to talk to this person. And today I finally get to do that. So I am so excited. Uh We have Aaron Martin from Pink Shade with Maren- Aaron Martin. How are you today?
6: Hey, I'm living the quarantine dream. Hey, Ryan, I'm so glad we finally get to do this.
0: Yeah, no, you. I was listening to episodes of yours yesterday and I was just, you have the perfect podcast voice. Like you, oh, like, you. I mean, do you do voiceover? I mean, I know that's, that sounds insane, <laughs> but like, I was like, it no, was just but so if you soothing. have a job
6: for me, if you have a job for me for voiceover, you know, I could use the extra income. So let me know. <laughs> I, I am, I am going to be doing a project, uh, for uh, a radio project soon, but I don't know hearing your own voice. You can never tell. Do yeah. you know what I mean? When yeah. you're
0: listening to your own voice, you're just like, Ugh. So thank you. No, it's yeah, it's it's so funny having to edit these things back and you just cringe every time you're like, ooh, that's you're adding so many O's and us and buts. And oh, you know, you know, you know, (laughs) and I just like I'm like, how does people how do people deal with me? You know, Um, exactly. You have over 200 episodes of your podcast. Where where are you located? Why did you start this? What's what's the story? Oh, my God. That's an existential question for the ages. <laughs> yeah, why did I start Why this? are you here why on this did? earth? Why? Yeah. Why
6: am I here? <laughs> why am I even doing this? What is life? So I started the podcast a couple of years ago as an outgrowth of my um, stint on the Jenny McCarthy show where I talk about housewives. And then I've kind of roped her into 90 Day Fiance. And so I've done a regular segment on there. And
5: you're and still that was doing an that,
6: outgrowth right? I am. Mm -hmm. And I do that weekly on Sirius XM stars channel 109, usually on Fridays, and uh that was an outgrowth of me writing for reality TV for a long time for years. Oh, okay. And So I covered all kinds of shows over there. I mean everything from Housewives to Little Women LA Oof. to the classics, I mean, yeah, like, the classics. The yeah. classics. Did you do classics. Bad Girls Club?
0: Then, Did you ever do Bad Girls Club? I never
6: no, but oh, I would have. Okay. I mean I would take anything. I was like <laughs> I watch it all. I watch it all. I do not discriminate. Uh, if it is a shit show, I watch it. And I was teaching then. I was a full-time teacher. Then I was a part-time teacher. I've, I taught high school English for a long time. And um, eventually I was like, you know, I think I can maybe roll all of my really underground passions for watching terrible TV and talking about it and writing about it into something a little bit more full-time. So, yeah, I launched a podcast. It w- knowing nothing about it, which I, w- I would highly recommend because then you could have <laughs> – the bar is so low. You're like, hey <laughs> – Three people are listening.
0: Okay. It's, it's like when you somebody know. like one person likes one of your tweets. You're like, oh, my God, I sh- I'm going to headline Carnegie next week. This is insane. Like, this, is, <laughs> it's all happening for me. Um,
6: uh, it totally. Is Sheena I, Marie, it's all happening.
0: Yeah. Yes. By the way, there have been I've, the audience knows this. There have been too many drunken nights where I've really seriously considered getting that tattoo I mean, like in all seriousness, like, you know, I could pull it off. It would be so it would be such a great conversation piece. Like in my head, I've really worked it out where I think it would be a good move for me. And then I wake up and I'm like, okay, okay, you shouldn't you need to lock yourself indoors if you ever drink. So,
6: um, right, exactly. You need to have somebody else check on
0: you. Oh, and real quick. So uh, I talked to Mary Payne Gilbert uh, a couple weeks ago on her podcast. And you guys you guys work together a lot. And what what is Hey Bunky?
3: Okay,
6: so Hey Bunky is our Patreon platform, so it's subscription only, and we do extra bonus recaps over there of all the riffraff that's on TLC. We're even covering Vanderpump Rules over there because it's sort of not a big enough you're a audience. At least. Yeah, exactly, and we just figured, you know, somebody's got to do it. Why not us?
0: Wait, that's interesting. And, you wait, you said it's not a big enough audience. Your audience doesn't well, like Vanderpump Rules.
6: My audience does like Vanderpump Rules, but I'd say what I've grown is really I grew out of Housewives, that was kind of my core, and then 90 Day is something I always wrote about early too and then turned that into more of a heavy hitting on the podcast. And so I find that Vanderpump Rules, um Below Deck, things like that, I there's still huge shows and I watch them, but my particular listening audience isn't big enough on those Extra Bravo shows. So we'll put those over on Hey Bunky and then we cover you know, there's a million iterations of 90 Day, So we cover the extra yes. ones over there. It's crazy. It's like the 90 day multiverse. Okay. And you almost need a, a guess.
0: Okay. to is, figure it out. Oh my God, Aaron, this is the quest. This is my, I literally wrote down my first question for you was, please <laughs> explain, because we don't really touch on 90 day fiance on this podcast, except I interviewed Darcy once and she like, I watch 90 day fiance every week. For me. I do that for me without taking notes or anything like that. Like, that's my time to decompress. And like, I love it. I love it wholeheartedly. Um, Explain to me in the audience, are you able to explain how many iterations of 90 Day Fiance there are?
6: Yeah, I don't even think sharp productions can explain what they've created here it is like the twelve headed beast
0: it's it's, so, it's it's frustrating it it scares me to keep up with and my t my my d v r doesn't know what's happening and i feel like i i like just Just give me a – yeah, give me a chart. Like give me a newsletter. Tell me what is the difference because it's like uh, better off this way and to the left and 90 days to the right. And I don't – it's so frustrating to keep up with and just like before the 90 days, uh, three years after the 90 days, like stop somewhere, you know? I know. And the fact that the original show, the,
6: the flagship show is called 90 Day Fiance is a long enough name anyway. Yes. And then they've added all these subtitles onto it. And it's like, uh, we need abbreviations. We need someone to come in and remarket this. It is just too much. Yeah. So here's the deal. I actually <laughs> developed an auto response on my email because I would get so many emails back in the day. Like, where do I start? Yeah. And I'd be like, I can't rewrite this over and over again. So I like wrote it out in a total teacher fashion. Like here are the bullet points. Okay. 90 day fiance began about five years ago as a sharp production, Matt sharp productions. Um, just one off season. It was following, I think five couples. And the idea is, is that in the U S you need a K one visa to marry someone from any other country. And so you have to apply for this visa. It's called a K-1 or a fiancé visa. And once they get approved from their country to come over, you've already proven through the immigration offices on both ends, on both countries, U.S. and wherever they are, say they're in Nigeria or France or wherever, that is a legitimate relationship. You are allowed to get married. But once once that foreigner— Your fiance touches down on US soil, you literally have 90 days to marry them legally, or they are immediately deported. And so that's the original premise of the show.
0: So it's already a game. It's already a game. It's already a game. Yeah.
6: 90 days. They come and you're like, boom, the gun goes off. The race begins. You know, is it going to fall apart? Yes, it probably is. But Or or are they going to get married? A lot of them do get married and stay married, unbelievably. So it was a very simple idea in the beginning, but a great premise because you can get involved in some stories, some couples you can root for, some couples are complete shit shows and you just gawk, hate watch them. You know, so it's a great reality television premise and they put it on TLC and it became kind of, it, it grew a cult following. So then there was 90 day fiance season two, and that was the classic Danielle and Muhammad year where it, I mean, it kind of blew up more and more people started watching it. Then season three came along, then they developed a show called 90 day fiance, uh, Happily Ever After, that started (laughs) following, but it was Happily Ever After, question mark? Okay, we get it. So Happily Ever After, then, is a show that follows a smattering of couples from several seasons who did stay married and shows you what's happening in their lives now. So it's that kind of like an after show, but it's on TV. It's not on a web series or anything. So that's its own standalone show, but it's couples. We pretty much know if we've been watching regular seasons, then they developed a show called 90 day fiance before the 90 days. And this is where I think they broke through to the next level because it was the craziest season ever. It was was so good. It was so good. Darcy and Jesse. Yeah. It was Paul and Carini. It was basically the first time when we got to see the American travel over to another country and decide whether they were going to even ask this person to marry them, and if the foreigner was going to say yes or no. And also, it was wa- it was like a fish out of water thing, you know? Because yeah. the it was like Paul over in the Amazon, Paul thought he was getting diseases when he
0: went in the water. He was wearing like mats yes. over his body so the mosquitoes. <laughs> he was he brought a mo- his mom gave him a lock of her hair to take with him as good luck. It was yes. it was a whole new world for anybody watching.
6: He ran into the jungle and his <laughs> fiancé got attacked by machetes as yes. did the entire camera crew.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. the camera crew got attacked. Like, that is was so like, good. I this is the
6: best fucking show I've ever seen before the 90 Days season one. In fact, I would say if, if you're going to start anywhere, start with season one of 90 Day Fiancé before the 90 Days because it is so epic. That's where I started um, and,
0: and I just told uh, somebody recently to start there and they – in the first episode they texted me they said you're sick this isn't good uh this is so sad why would you do why would you watch this and then literally later on she's like i've watched it all day i can't stop watching you know exactly
6: Exactly. you're like i know it's kind of heroin light but you know it makes you feel good you feel good about your life choices you do get addicted you're kind of ashamed but you go back for more you just do
0: Well, then if you compare it to something like I just love how TLC's version of reality shows compared to Bravo's idea of reality shows, it's night and day. It's like it's like using like um, a regular old TV and then Bravo has like an HD TV, you know, it's like fuzzy and clear.
6: Totally. There's no hair and makeup. These people are not coached. You see, as you go through the seasons, now that it has become such a big enterprise, it gets like 3 million viewers on Sunday nights, which
0: is bigger than the biggest housewife. Yeah. Yeah. Housewives only get like 1.6, 1.7, I think, right? I know. I
6: think Atlanta, New York, Beverly Hills have recently broken 2 million each, which is great. And I think that has something to do with us all being locked inside. But – TLC, the learning channel, has really struck gold with 90 Day Fiance because, as we know, TLC. Really built its uh, programming on the backs of little people shows and uh, polygamists.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I you know? always said if, like if you have some kind of horrible um, scarring or uh, a protrusion on your body, <laughs> TLC wants to meet you. Like there's like TLC's like they see gold. Like if you ever feel weird about your life, just know that somebody thinks that you're special and that's TLC. Like you will have six seasons probably. You know.
6: Totally. If you have a foot fungus, you need to call up someone (laughs) at TLC.
0: There are things that I'm like, is this a sketch? Like it was not even Dr. Pimple Popper. It was something else of like – it was something else where I was like, there's no way this is a show. It was like –
6: Oh, my feet are killing me. That's
0: it. That's it because even the title was like,
6: What? Yeah, and they'd have a little picture of the most disgusting deformed foot in the corner of the TV while you're trying to get your 90-D fiancé watching on. It's like, yo, quit putting that in the corner of my TV.
0: Well, I was was back on the uh, 90-TLC kick. I mean before podcasts and all that stuff, I was like a huge – that sounds bad to say huge. I was a big little people, big world fan. Sorry, I, I don't want to say big or huge, but I really was. I was like in the day when they had the trebuchet accident and, and I, you know, like the whole family was just, ah. I wanted to visit the the farm, you know, that they, they all worked on. But uh, it is funny how TLC has a cottage industry of misfits, whereas Bravo has a cottage industry of privileged uh, rich people.
6: Yes, exactly. They definitely have different flavors. And then you, of course, you know, can fall even further down the ladder to WeTV, where you get Love After Lockup, another Sharp Productions uh, TV show, which I worship and is amazing. If you're not watching it, go binge it during quarantine. You're welcome. um, we TV also has like crazy ass shows on there too, you know about like you know secret obsessions and people with sex addictions. I don't know. You can just get anything you want over on women's entertainment television. Wait,
0: but- wait, by the way, why is it women's entertainment television? Because I don't know. I watch it and I, li- I mean, I like it too. I mean, I, I should seriously. It, it, um, but the 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 uh, the the lockup one, I just started watching that uh, during quarantine, and I don't think they're airing new episodes right now. But it was on Friday nights, and I was fascinated how deeply real it was and also potentially uh just like a new like all of these shows to me have like this tinge of sadness that you can view it through if you're like a prism of sadness and that one is even deeper because they're just i'm just like oh my god they just got out of prison and now all of a sudden this girl doesn't like this guy even though she's liked him the whole prison stay and now like that i mean it just boggles my mind how like this is the real world
6: it is and I love it because it's very 90 day in its premise. It's a totally different premise, but the idea is that the one person feels like they have power because the other person is depending on them. And usually that's the American versus the person there. There's a lot of the, the savior complex, you know, with, with the 90 Day Fiance cast members, at least the American ones. And same with Love After Lockup. The person on the outside is like, oh, I'm really helping them out. You know, I've stayed with them through thick and thin. And then the inmate gets released and you realize, and they realize, this person on the outside is crazy, Yeah. Like, yes, they committed a crime and they paid for it. But then when they get out, they're like, uh, I do not want (laughs) to be with this batshit crazy person anymore. And so you're actually rooting for the ex con because you're like, get out of this relationship. This is nuts.
0: Well, (laughs)
6: <laughs> the one it's guy. It's amazing.
0: The one, the African American uh, gentleman, the really skinny guy that has like three women on the outside. Oh he my has god, a, Michael. He has yes. a kid with one, and then he's like hooking up at a hotel with another. Then goes off to see the baby mama while the other girls at the hotel. And I'm just seeing like this seems way more stressful than prison would be. Like just to it's keep so up stressful. with all of that.
6: It's so stressful. You're like, just go back in. It's much easier to manage all of your relationships from a telephone than you know, it is in person. Well, I mean, really- he has different hoes in area. What he has hoes in different area codes, and he manages them all. And somehow they can, the camera they like they allow the cameras into their lives. And you're like, I can't believe you're allowing yourself to be filmed making these choices. But then that's the beauty of these shows. Do you, you have- know they're not groomed yet?
0: Do you ever? I would love to see a TLC show about the cameramen of TLC shows about having yes! to about having to watch some of the or or just a behind the scenes of like, well, uh, when I saw Paul, like, you know, get in the water and was scared of this. I was because I can't imagine there. I mean, how do you not have your mouth agape or even on Bravo shows when you see uh, that season where Aviva threw her her prosthetic leg on the floor? If you're a cameraman, you need to get that shot. But at the same time, there's got to be a visceral reaction that I just can't believe they're not like, oh, my God, this is insane.
6: Seriously. And I particularly would love to know what happens with the camera teams in Love After Lockup and 90 Day Fiance, because there are so many locations. There are locations around the country for Love After Lockup and around the world that they have to coordinate with on-site teams, you know, in Spain or wherever. And um, they they really have to get up in there. I mean, they are filming some intimate, grotesque moments, especially on Love After Lockup. I'm like,
0: nobody wants to see this sex happening on a dirty blanket in the woods, but here we are. <laughs> yeah. Here we are. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I got into this stuff to like try to be a filmmaker, and now I'm like, you know, holy, well, holy, how? Yeah, I mean, people say like. I mean, I got to imagine this is like their version of Vietnam. Like, uh, I worked on season three of Love After Lockup and I just... <laughs> It just uh just it just stays with me. Sometimes I wake up in a cold sweat, you know? <laughs> it's their Tiger King. They yeah, exactly. have to like move to
6: Norway. They're they have PTSD, they're like, I can't even talk about it. I can't even
0: Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Imagine the Tiger King people had no clue this was gonna be a success. Had they they <laughs> they shot this guy for years, had no it was probably just a weird job that they got paid like hundred bucks a day to film, and now it's like, oh my god. I just I love the thought of going back yeah. and talking to these like production people because i find that to be a story within itself and i noticed bravo lately has started to break the fourth wall with that and i love that i love the behind the scenes too
6: how are you liking that on beverly hills that we're hearing the producers ask dorit and pk all about their shadiness i think it saved i think it
0: saves the show i think it's it, it puts it into a whole different light i think they really made some I was such a, uh, this show knows, I really disliked the last three seasons of Beverly Hills. uh, And I thought within the first episode, they had won me back over. And it is now a, uh, I look forward to it every week. And it's only four episodes in, but I'm like, whatever you guys did. And you can tell they also gave a note of, you fight at a drop of a hat. Because these ladies are picking up on like, if one, if somebody says one thing, they're like looking for a fight at every line now.
6: Exactly. And that feels like a little much. However, it is so much more interesting than what has been going on the last three seasons. I totally agree with you. I was not looking forward to it. And then Episode one aired and I am true blue. I watched them all no matter what, yeah. even if they suck, suck, yep. suck. And I felt the same way. I had a renewed sense of hope. It was like Star Wars, a new hope. Yeah. I completely was back in. I was so excited that that and my favorite New York are going on at the same time because they're fun to compare and contrast, but it's been so heavy handed with New York just knocking it out of the park yeah. and Beverly Hills sucking ass. And now... They're both good for different reasons. Yes, and I love watching both of them for different reasons.
0: And people, I was arguing about this with somebody because you know that's what my life has turned into. But (laughs) you know, know, they were saying it was a fight about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills versus Real Housewives of New York, and I'm like, we can. Like, they can happily coexist. We don't need to choose one or the other. We get to watch all of them for free. We do not need to, like, it's not like the, like, you're like Chicago Bulls and they're the Utah Jazz. Like, it's, it's, we can watch both and enjoy both. And I'm ecstatic that Beverly Hills is having a good season. You know, like, God, God wish the same success on OC next season, you know? <laughs>
6: Exactly. Oh god, something we need a miracle. We need a hero on OC. Something big needs to happen to save that damn show. I always think I they agree, need to though. like They're... trade
0: people off. Like like uh, you yeah. know, like loan out Nini to OC. Like like trade people like basketball players. <laughs> like, you know, like like send a draft up for like, you know, or even new people. Like we got this prospect coming out of, you know, Bakersfield, California, and they show the stats <laughs> of like, you know, one arrest, here's her yearbook photo, and she's traded to Real House of Beverly Hills you know like that would be exciting
6: yeah yeah totally that would be amazing you know somebody in my group in the pink shade group put together a March Madness bracket system for housewives this year and it was hilarious and a bunch of people did it and it was funny but that's like the same idea we could just have a draft
0: can you believe the yeah. mi- the minds that's what's so cool about all the the listeners and the people that are on the Facebook groups and stuff like that and the Instagram I their know. minds are so genius they work in such a different way than mine does and I'm just glad it exists but I'm like the work that it takes to to put some of these posts together or these brackets and I'm just like, wow, it's, like, it's just always so cool.
6: It is. It is a Game of Thrones level audience in terms of how interactive and how passionate people get. And it can get very scary also
3: because (laughs) people can really fight with each other. And you're like,
6: you're like, we're talking about like people, you know, women who are arguing at a dinner table. It's not that deep. But you definitely for me, it's my sports and you can treat it like sports. I mean, I look at the way my husband watches sports and that's how I've watched housewives for 10, 12 years where I have, I have favorite players. I have lifetime achievement awards. I can go back and relive the greatest moments. Everybody knows what I'm talking about. When I talk about, you know, like a reunion, just like a big game. Yep. It's very much like sports and the different teams. Yeah. They don't have to be pitted against one another. And I think like Beverly Hills is a great soap opera this season, New York is a fantastic sitcom and they are totally different shows and I love them for what they are this season. That's not always the case. What are you thinking about Leah? Uh,
0: I mean, so (laughs) great question, uh, the people that listen to the show know that I'm madly in love with her. I'm hoping to marry her one day and I think she's a perfect addition. Now I don't know. I don't know her outside of this yet. And, uh, and I I love her. I think she is a perfect addition. You need that, you know, it's you need that grounding force. She has a young energy but not in the way of a Tinsley and we saw that in this week's episode. Um but I I'm ecstatic. I think she's already won the respect of Dorinda, Ramona, Sonia, and I think that is so clutch because she is turning into the voice of reason like we saw this week when she was able to tell Dorinda, hey, I get it with Tinsley, but I wish we could all just get along, you know, and and Dorinda totally actually hug, hugs her, you know, like Dorinda doesn't snap back at her. She looks at her, you know, with her bleary eyed drunk face and, and hears it, you know. I totally agree. I cannot believe what a good addition she
6: is. Just like I was heartened by the first episode of Beverly Hills, I was heartened by the fact that Leah so seamlessly and so powerfully fit into this group of women as if she's always been there. And that is so hard to do for a new cast member.
0: Well, and then in comparison, you see how – I feel like they've really bungled the uh, Vanderpump Rules new additions. And you realize oh. that it's – you realize like how hard – you realize that some things just don't fit. And sometimes it's hard to, you know, to to make the right chemistry and to shoot it the right way. And I feel like New York is a prime example, whereas Vanderpump, you're just like, I, I don't I don't care about the people you've chosen to focus on. And then the new ones that you chose not to focus on, I care about them more. Like it's just – it's a weird thing. But Leah seems to have – like just, it's a miracle. She skated right in and, and didn't miss a beat.
6: She's a perfect casting choice, and she actually eases the pain of Bethany leaving for me. Oh, because I, I was don't very even miss it. upset.
0: Don't I mean? I I don't. Bethany had some amazing moments. I think what annoyed me about Bethany was her. Telling everybody she was the voice of reason and telling Mm -hmm. everybody. And, you know, there was that switch from watching Bethany struggle and sell her skinny girl wine at like, you know, Ralph's grocery store to being (laughs) a millionaire. Everything actually did come true like she wanted it, which is great, like vision boarding uh, techniques. But, you know, the the clout that Bethany gave herself sometimes overshadowed her natural clout that she would get regardless because she actually did the things that nobody else can do
6: right it became vanderpumpian
0: yeah. in a way lisa vanderpump
6: i mean it's funny watching all of these ogs you know vicky lisa vanderpump bethany nene's always got one foot out the door Teresa will just never quit new jersey because it's the only thing she has but it's funny watching you know the original cast members like Kind of become a parody of themselves, and then they sort of have no choice but to either get fired or quit or somehow get pushed off of the show because. They're too self- – they're way too self-aware to be on the show anymore and for us to believe anything about them isn't produced.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. I mean that's – and I feel like that is another thing that you really feel with Vanderbump Rules are, are people are self-ed- self-editing. Like they think they're creating source storylines. I feel like we can see it from a mile away. Uh, real quick though to finish up on 90 Day um, – so you're married, so there's no chance that you ever thought of like participating in a 90 Day or Love After Lockup. <laughs> Have you? Did were you ever at a point where you were writing prisoners, or would you consider you know, it, if you weren't of madly? Of course, in love?
6: I would consider it. I would consider starting a write an inmate. Uh, letter club in my pink shade group. I think that is a useful activity could Could bring on many stories for us and uh, yeah, wait, wait, by the if way, are married
0: or not. Go up against those shows. Create a new prison show within your podcast and like <laughs> True, take them on head to head. That's what I would think.
6: Oh, 90 Day. I forgot to say, there are, there are other versions of it, just to let you know. Yeah. There's 90 Day What Now, which follows people who may or may not be married, may or may not be divorcing. And that also has a question mark in the title, of course. And then there's 90 day quarantine edition happening now and 90 day. The other way is the last version. And I want to mention that because it's coming up in a couple of weeks, June 8th. That is not before the 90 days, but it feels very tangential to it. It feels kind of like it's because an it's offshoot. the
0: same couples that we've seen in other iterations of 90 day.
6: Not necessarily. It sometimes is. The casting is very confusing. But 90 Day the Other Way is when an American actually wants to go to another country, get married there and potentially live there. Oh, so that's the other way. Yeah, the other way. Oh. Yep. So, I mean, how can you
0: really, truly, you do need a spreadsheet. This is, by the way, this is what I would like to see teachers teaching during quarantine or teaching kids like the different uh, iterations of 90 day. Now, kids, this is what <laughs> happens when they go over there. Now, let's see on the let's see on the big map where over there is. And that's the way you teach geography <laughs> to kids. Um, right.
6: You say, OK, when when he says that he loves her 55 percent, <laughs> what what percentage of 100 is that? And is that a good long term plan for this yeah. girl?
0: Now, David said he went overseas to see Lana four times. Now, if you did, four, <laughs> um, uh, do you think Joe? <laughs> You, I mean, that's what I said the other day. I think Joe Giodici, <laughs> I would love to see Joe Giodici on one of the 90 Day Fiance shows. Like he's already camera ready. Could you imagine if he tries to find another way back in the US by marrying some like he he seems like he loves the spotlight. Why can't he be on a ninety-day franchise?
6: Would be amazing. Wouldn't would it, wouldn't it be amazing? He'd be like, Now listen, the two of youts are gonna film me yeah. doing this. Do this,
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do splits. Amazing. This is me uh, doing karate in Italy. Um, okay, so real quick with the 90-day uh, fiancé before the 90 days. This season, I feel, is a golden age season. This is such an amazing group of people. Do you agree?
6: It's great because nobody is working out. Uh, we had one catfish storyline that ended up to be a real person. And I mean, then we have one that rah, is we, dead in the water. We, that's, that's not
0: Williams. That's not my Williams. I love that. doesn't
5: sound <laughs> like Williams.
0: Williams has
6: the most beautiful English accent. And they, I mean, everyone watching, this is why it brings people together because you know you love to cringe watch something and you can cringe watch the hell out of this. And I mean, I have had the same comments too. Like, don't you feel bad for watching this? This is kind of sad. And my answer is no, sir, I do not. I feel like this is out there for us to cringe watch in these dark times, especially,
0: so we can feel good about all of our choices. Could you imagine, I would love... If Michael Scott was a real character, he would be so good on Ninety Day Fiance. He would be so. <laughs> totally. There would have been a whole season of The Office about Michael getting catfish or something. But, but by the way, what she was talking about about the catfish in, uh, was that Williams was uh, what's her name Yolanda.
6: Yolanda. Yolanda.
0: So she is a lady that unfortunately lost her husband and she lost a bunch of weight and it found love again online. But it's – and the guy is like this beefy, like bald, like buff dude that she has like three photos of and never – like they, 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 they romantically talk and it's really turned her world upside down and she's found love again, which is such a sweet – uh sentiment but then like it's it's obvious to us the first moment we see her and she explains the situation what's happening and even when she finally lets her kids know because she has like four kids they're just like oh my god that's our mother our mother is and then she sends like like you know like uh, erotic shots to her, obviously, and then somebody uh, ca- somebody says we're going to release these shots if you don't give us money, and she's like, that doesn't sound like Williams, like you know, <laughs> and it's like, well, she goes, I've only sent I've only sent these photos to Williams, and that can't be Williams, and the the daughter's like, mom, like that's just the the look on those kids' faces when they realize that their mom is so blind to this was the most heartbreaking. But that's the thing, too, is that it's not just laughs because you know at the heart this is somebody that wants love. like So you, right. you can't fault that. What do you think of Big Ed and Rose? Now, Big Ed is a huge uh, – not a huge – I mean he has no neck. You guys have seen a photo. He looks like Randall Emmett from Vanderpump Rules on steroids and he –
6: I love your Instagram post. He said,
0: <laughs> my plans for 2020, yeah, Randall I said, Emmett, uh, and yeah. then – yeah, 2020, 2020 is, Big Ed. Yeah, big, no, I feel like that is – Big Ed and Rose, what What do you – I know you guys go pretty hard on him.
6: Uh, I go real hard on him. I said a million times now it's open season on Big Ed and I don't hold back because I think he's a disgusting person. I think he completely used Rose, this beautiful 21-year-old girl who's very vulnerable, living in abject poverty in the Philippines has a son. She is looking for any way out, and that way out is going to be, you know, sleeping with disgusting Big Ed and then marrying his dumb ass. He's like 30 years older than her. And he goes over there and films the entire time acting like he has put out, that she needs to... She she has bad breath, hairy legs. She is tricking him for money. It's like, yo, of course she wants your money. What do you think? She wants all that, Big (laughs) Ed? Like, no. (laughs) <laughs> he doesn't want anything to do with her son he completely puts him to the side i mean i think he's just an awful person who thought he was going to be treated like a king and yeah. instead he he was with a grown woman who had a mind of her own and it seemed to
0: shock him and i loved do she, she nailed she nailed him loved at that, when she pool, nailed that him. poolside talk when she was like Perfect. hey this is how you are this is what i see i mean she read mm-hmm. him so correctly that it even shocked him. Like, I mean, it was so well spoken for somebody yeah. with broken English. Uh, by the way, you just said this a second ago, and I thought it was another good iteration of a 90 day show. 90 day fiance, any way out. Anyway. That <laughs> way would be a great, that would be a great, like, where they just admit, I just want out of my country. I'll do right. literally like 90 anything.
6: day fiance, dot, 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 by any means necessary. Is there any truth yeah.
0: to the rumors that Rose is uh, a lesbian and married to a lady now?
6: I don't know that she's married to a woman. I've heard the rumors as well that she is with a woman or in a relationship with a woman. I don't know if that's a Filipino woman, a woman from another country. I don't even know if it's true. I have done no research. I just hear the rumors as well, and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I mean, I'm just glad that she's not with Ed. And I haven't watched any of the leaked tell-all footage, but that will be coming up this coming week on actual television, the edited version. And then for the next couple weeks, I'm sure they'll drag it out. And then we got Zoom reunions. Yeah, exactly. And I think people go pretty hard at Ed and I'm hoping that Rose appears on there and tells us where she is now, what's happening with her. And I just, I want the best for her. I just thought it was so, it was such a good poignant moment, even for a funny show or a dark show like 90 day can be when Rose was a totally self-actualized human being. Cause I'm like, yeah, yeah. That's who everyone is, you know, and we don't often see that it's kind of skate is skirted around because we just focus on the comedy parts or the ridiculous parts of the show. And so I was, just, I don't know. I loved, loved, loved how she read him for Phil. And then I also loved how Stephanie and Erica, okay. the first yeah. ostensibly gay couple, although I don't believe Stephanie was in it for uh, the right reasons. Uh, I loved how Erica really stood up for herself in that relationship too. It was like, look, you basically used me. You know? Yeah.
0: Well, so Stephanie, just so you guys, if you guys don't watch 90 Day, Stephanie is an American girl who uh, wants to be or is a YouTube star. And she has fallen in love with her first woman online. And she lives in Australia. So she goes over to see her. But it's just so weird because. It, it just seems like she wants then nothing to do with her physically. There's like no physical compatibility where I was like, oh, I don't think she is. Like then I was like, oh, is she just doing this for TV because her parents don't know? And the other the the other poor girl – not poor girl. Like uh, she, she came out to her parents on the show and mm-hmm. her parents were amazing about it. And she literally – this girl from America put her through hell like five times in front of her friends. She was the worst. And the worst. She kept giving her chances, and I was so happy when that was officially done. And I, I really, I want, I want nothing but bad things for for her to happen. Like I just don't like Agree. her.
3: Agree.
6: Agree. I want nothing but bad things for Stephanie and I want nothing but joy and wonderful things for Erica and her amazing family who were the MVPs of that entire storyline, if not the season.
0: Yeah. Now, um, now let's go to a couple that actually, actually does seem to work and kind of is the ideal of a romantic partner, Usman and Lisa. Um,
6: <laughs> I was like, I was like, what uh, is he yeah. going to say? There so, is nobody who fits this description. Yes, so, Soja Boy and Baby Girl Lisa. Doctor Baby Girl is, uh, yeah, sh- just the most romantic, soft, kind-hearted woman that you know Usman could ever ask for.
0: Now she's you know, she is like she, and not even, I'm not even, I'm not even commenting on her looks, but her attitude is like a troll. She's like, no, you listen here. You think I'm going to do this? You got another thing coming. You get those bitches off your phone. Like she's like, and she points at him. She's like, "No, no, I played this game longer. I played this game faster. I play it harder than you." And Usman is like, "No, you do not do that to me. I do not. You know, like it's so bizarre." And Usman is actually, I think, a decent-looking guy. I don't know if he really is the pop star he says he is in Nigeria, but it it, it uh, it's I, I just I feel like there's better options for Usman out there. Like I I feel like if I feel like there's better options in Lisa in America. There for have
6: Usain. to be better options. I mean, we have seen Angela. Angela is a better option than Lisa. Yeah.
0: Angela that that was was the last worst. season on uh, one of the ninety day iterations, and she's a fan favorite. She's like, you know, she wants to she care. She's like in her late fifties, and she's trying to get somebody to give like eggs so she can tote the baby because her uh, her guy wants a baby. So she's like, all I need is your eggs. I'll tote the baby. I I got it.
6: It's I crazy. told it. I just need an egg. Come yeah, on, Michael. Okay. Come on. Yeah, she's asking she's her fantastic. daughter. Ugh. Your daughter is like, I'm not giving you my egg. That'll be my baby. She's like, that's not how it works. That's not how biology works. It's she's amazing and she's also nuts. Angela's nuts. Now Lisa is just nuts and she's cruel and awful and she looks like a lit cigarette wherever she goes. Oh, she is just the crustiest nastiest woman. You're right. She's a troll. She should live under a bridge.
0: She really, yeah. Me. It's like what you what's the troll toll? You know, you, you got to marry me. <laughs> uh, it's like I mean, I just I I. I really she horrifies me. And, you know, I love you guys. They do this thing before each person's story. They'll they'll show a picture of the two. And like you usually know if it's going to be a happy or sad storyline because they'll shoot them with smiles on their faces back to back. Or if it's a bad storyline, they'll be like frowning. You know what I'm talking about? Those pictures totally. and like and like Angela, uh, uh, Lisa. No matter what storyline, is always the same face of like a tr- like. Urgh. She's just yeah. a troll, and like I just I really don't like her. Um, and then, of course, to me the, I mean, of course you have uh, what's what's going on with uh, what's his name's eyes.
6: Uh, Ash. Are Ash. You talking about Ash. The, it looks the, like he's being the, tased in the neck. The motivational at all speaker
0: times. that doesn't know how to yeah. motivationally speak or tell. I <laughs> mean, is that a he? He gave one of the worst. He he teaches women how to get men, and it was one. of – They showed his his um, his little presentation, and it was one of the worst things I've ever. It didn't. It seemed like is this a fake job? Were they doing this for the cameras? Because it didn't seem like he had any sort of plan for the presentation. <laughs>
6: He had no plan. He got so flustered, he had to flee his own presentation. (laughs) He had to run out of the room, gather himself, and come back. I mean, it was the... <laughs> it's ridiculous. He looks like someone is holding a live taser up to his neck at all times. His eyes are just bugging well, somebody out somebody said, does head. he have
0: Graves' disease? Does he have some kind of disease that makes his eyes, like, it's so weird because his eyes are yeah. just constantly watching you with those eyes. He's like one of those Scooby-Doo paintings where, like, the eyes are, like, following you with the painting. Exactly, have you ever seen that? Exactly. Like,
6: yes, totally. Like, if you had, if he was a painting, yeah, he would just be staring at you going back and forth. And he has this way of, I mean, he's, I call him a walking, talking Instagram meme. I mean, he has this way of just kind of throwing out these pat phrases whenever Avery, his girlfriend, is asking him anything. He's like, thank you for bringing that to my attention. And I appreciate yes, your yes. concerns. And that is concerning because many people are concerned about the same concern. Exactly. Thank you. He
0: knows how to he that's all he does is say, yes, I agree to everything. And right? then he goes, but here's why you're wrong, you know. Um, right. Uh, and also, so he. You know, is supposedly he helps guys, girls get guys. He has an ebook online, and I read the. What? Yeah, he has an ebook, and I read the in, like the intro that's on the website. It's poorly structured in sentence structure, and I know because I don't know how to sentence structure. And like you know, like this is so. I mean, it, it is fascinating for somebody that is that put together in the way they dress and take care of their body. That he is so dumb in every other way. Um, and the final people I want to talk about or the, the couple that I never thought I would see, one of them was David and Lana. Now, David is a 60-year-old man that lives in Las Vegas, and he's like a fine-looking guy. I mean, he's not like – but he has been with Lana, this 28-year-old girl from wh- – where is she, Czechoslovakia? She is from Ukraine. Ukraine, and mm-hmm. they have been together <laughs> uh, for four years, I, I believe. Seven. Seven, okay, sorry. It's – even deeper than that. And he has gone over there something like four times. And has never seen her. She's always found a way to back out. And so us as an audience, we're seeing these pictures of a beautiful, blonde-haired Lana. So we go like, oh, Lana is like some dude in Ukraine. Like, Lana doesn't exist. Like, this guy. Because when we meet him, she's like, oh, he's like, we we send each other fun uh, fun Instagram or fun messages online. And she, he's like, she sent him a bunch of emojis. And he goes, oh, this means she's smiling and wants to hug me, you know? he's just he it shows how little people need to like keep things going
6: oh absolutely same as Yolanda and the Williams she's like look at all these little cute emojis yeah. he sent me I mean they will just love you
0: for an emoji absolutely yeah. well, because emojis I mean, are so blowing their mind like they've never blowing experienced their minds their friends don't and use he's emojis
6: on, he's on some like janky website where he's to pay like a hundred dollars per message it looks like AOL instant messenger circa you know two thousand whatever and he doesn't even have her number. He has to always... He's had this relationship with Lana through a service for seven years. Every time he goes to visit her, she doesn't show up. She's like, "Uh, I have hockey tournaments. My brother died. I'm dead. Yes. I resurrected myself from the dead. I'm okay. I'm going to be dead tomorrow. Like...
0: She said she was busy. Uh, She was like, why didn't you go see him this one time? I was busy at my brother's hockey tournament. Like you could have invited him. (laughs) You could have invited him to the hockey tournament and you obviously knew the hockey tournament. Like you guys don't even understand. He went there this season and like tried to meet her three different times, had to go (laughs) back. And then he was like, no, I have to go again immediately. He had detectives saying like he was fighting with detectives. He was like he was chasing. And so it was just got sadder and sadder. And there was no possibility in my head that they would ever meet. And then all of a sudden footage leaked and a picture leaked about a week and a half ago where Mm -hmm. we saw Lana and David. And it was the Lana from the picture. What was your first reaction when you saw? I mean, did did you see that? You saw that spoiler like all of us, right? I did.
6: I did. And I was like, first of all, that is no 28-year-old. And I say that as a woman of a certain age myself. Oh, so
0: you immediately went negative. You didn't even like go good for David. You was, went like, that's no 28-year-old.
6: I was like, this girl is not 28, number one. Number two... I cannot believe they kept this under wraps this long. And I didn't understand. Here was my number one question, actually. Why did he go back home and fly back there again if these producers knew she was out there and for real?
0: This, this is why I need a production episode of these episodes. Yeah. Or I need like a DVD commentary that you can watch back just from production. Oh, because no. they went and shot a package of her like working out. They like Because they introduced her in this past Sunday's episode finally and said what she's all about and stuff like that we we unfortunately have a spoiler alert where we do see that he asks her to marry him because 10 hours of the finale production footage unedited leaked and did you watch any of that footage
6: I haven't. What Mary Payne and I are going to do, who recap this every week on Pink Shade, we're going to watch only what comes out on TV and then go back and supplement. That's smart. Because we didn't want to look at any of it beforehand. We kind of like to watch it with everyone else right when we do That's our good, recap. Yeah. So we're going to wait to do that. But I have, of course, I live in the world and I'm on all these groups and everything. So I've seen lots of clips leaked and stuff. And I have seen how, you know, baby girl Lisa goes absolutely batshit crazy on Sean Robinson, the host. I've seen how... Osman busts out into song at one point just to try to calm her down,
0: which is hilarious.
3: <laughs> Big
6: Ed I sing the not, troll
0: song for you, Lisa.
6: I will pray for you, you baby girl. I, baby girl.
0: <laughs> um, do you? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, do you think there's like, do you think directors like get into fights like like Martin Scorsese over director's cut of TLC? Like, no. That scene where Lisa shits on uh, uh, Soldier Boy needs to be in there. Like, I wonder if there's like fights in the editing room of like, no, this is the story I want to tell, you know? Um,
6: I I can only imagine what goes on in these editing rooms because what gets sent into them is probably such like a load of garbage on a huge floating barge out in the ocean and they have got to sift through it and find the nuggets of gold, you know and so I can only imagine what happens it must just take
0: But what happens when you have so much gold? I feel like that's the other thing during quarantine and I thought 90 Day franchise was immediately so smart that they immediately sent like GoPros or phones to film, like they were like "No, we're going to keep this 90 Day going we'll do 90 Day Quarantine, we'll do 90 Day After You're Dead, we'll do like there's no stopping 90 Day and I love that they hopped on it faster than bravo did which is like way to go but i just the the one last thing about the david and lana thing when i saw that i love that you thought she's not 28 years old and i thought if this can happen anything can happen and we're gonna be all right <laughs> we're no, no matter <laughs> coronavirus true. no matter quarantine if this can happen if you have a goal in mind if you want if you fight for something long enough and hard enough anything can happen and that's how i took it of like this makes like we're going to be okay if we want to be okay like i've never fought for something that hard in my life at all and this guy's flying across i mean you could say yeah he's a fucking idiot like and he's oblivious but i've the sheer you know, every time I've thought like I like, you know, following your gut, like follow your gut. Every time I followed my gut, it's like, like three times. I've been so wrong that it's been embarrassing. Like, I mean, like it's 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 like I've <laughs> I know been, what you mean. Like I've lost yeah. I've lost money on my gut. I've lost like th- every where I could have told you, like, no, this is the right way to go. And it's always the wrong way to go. So for this to have happened for David, it, it, no matter how I feel about him, I I was momentarily excited i'm sure it all falls apart for him but it was momentarily exciting
6: i love that attitude because you're so right i mean i hadn't thought about it in this way but if this guy wearing that wig in that floor length leather coat that's a wig oh yeah
0: oh he doesn't have thick illustrious hair like that
6: We have talked about this endlessly on the podcast, and I am convinced it's a wig because one of our Pink Shade members who actually works with hair systems and hair pieces um, extensively, she's a professional, you know, I don't know what her exact title is, but she screenshotted like every angle of this dude's head and was like here's where it's sewn in here's where his sideburns are they're the different color than this here's where you can see
0: that the system comes see, over here this, and blah this, blah blah. this time the people that have this I know. amazing that's that detective it was works amazing
6: it was amazing hashtag journalism we were like thank you for your service and because because mary payne and i were like is his wig askew is it on right like how does it look like that after the plane he can't have this much hair what's happening so I am convinced it's a wig after one of our pink shade members really dug deep on it. But he's standing there in his full hair system with that geriatric I love that it's portable. called
0: hair system by the way. It sounds Is so it professional. Hair <laughs> uh, the hair system. I love that it's a like it's like a weather pattern or there's there's like some kind of organization to it. Like it's like not a wig, it's a hair system. Like do you – Wait. by the way, you don't like – I know you don't call the housewives when they wear wigs their hair system. I always just hear the weaves and stuff like that. I've never heard somebody call a housewife your hair system looks beautiful today.
6: I I don't know where this is coming from, but yes, I don't know why we're referring to it as a hair system, but it seems to work for him. Something about him just screams Yeah, wait, wait,
0: wait. Do you you think it seems to work for him? Do you think it's working for him? Do you think this is what is working? Yeah.
6: Like like you said, something is working for him. I mean, this guy is, rides a unicycle. He wants to live his life in an RV. He Did you has see the pictures in- of him
0: in the Ferrari this week. The, the it looked like Ferrari. it was like like yes. Tom Selleck from uh, Magnum PI back in the eighties. Like it was. That's what we said
3: too.
6: Yeah. Yes. References only. That's what we said too. We're like this is so amazing. Everything about him just screams cringeworthy. And then look. He gets his dream girl, like you said. Anything can happen.
0: Now I know I only have like twelve minutes with you, so I just want to get some quick thoughts on Real Housewives of New York. Uh, you are yeah. loving it this season. We are in agreement that we love Leah. What you know? So this whole episode, uh, a couple standouts to me. They go to uh, like a an orchard, an apple maze, and Dorinda gets shit faced. And Sonya gets shit faced too. What is your opinion on Dorinda this season? Obviously, in this episode we find out that her and John have broken up, the relationship that nobody really cared about. Like what do you what are your feelings?
6: You know, I think she's been unhappy for a really really long time and I think her relationship to alcohol has been problematic for a really long time and we're just seeing her in her most unhappy season yet where she is also free from the shackles of Bethany being HBIC. And she thinks that uh, acting out in this way, this is my take on it. She thinks that acting out in this way will solidify her position as top dog. And actually, it is making her kind of hated
0: Yeah, and it's it, you're not a good look. Dead on. I Going into the season, I said, I thought Lou and Dorinda were going to try to do the H, you know, head bitch in charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but neither of them, by the way, should have, uh, you know, Leah's better than both of them in terms of that. But I literally said that was going to happen. And then I said, Dorinda, I have a feeling and I have a feeling we're going to see the I have a feeling... They're going to confront her about her alcohol issue throughout the season, and I bet this is the start of it. And that's why when she does Talking Heads about Luann's drinking, she's so kind and sympathetic on, like, Luann doesn't have a drinking problem. Like, I think she's being kind in her Talking Heads that are filmed after the season because she knows she's about to face a whirlwind this season being, like, called an alcoholic potentially.
6: Exactly. I agree completely. That is what she's doing, and she's also trying to downplay – um, Luann ever having a problem because it will, yeah, it'll reflect on her. It, yeah. I, just like you said. Now, the the funny thing with New York is they've always danced around to this addiction and alcoholism storyline. A lot of the housewives do. New York has done it more than anyone. They've had Sonia under the microscope. Dorinda, Luanne, of course, has had her issues. They've accused each other of things. They've, you know, Luanne has been to rehab. Louanne, you know, did the AA thing. Now she's questioning it. Leah now is coming in being sober for nine years and starting drinking again. Which kind of binds her into the cast as well as having this dance, you know, with substances. And I'm like, isn't that interesting? They found another housewife from a totally different walk of life in a lot of ways, different age group, who's also dealing with kind of these demons and talking about it openly, which I appreciate. Here's the weird thing for me, though, going back to Dorinda. The fact that she is choosing Tinsley as the person to go so hard with, to fight with, is a huge mistake. That's a huge misfire because nobody cares that much about Tinsley going head-to-head with anyone, let alone Dorinda, who is being awful and mean to her for no reason. It makes yeah. no sense. It's just not that deep. It's and, not that deep and with, it, t- with Tinsdale.
0: It, it, by the way, Martin, the boxer, he really gets VIP, the boxing instructor this season. Yes. Ah, oh, Tinsdale. Yeah, yeah. You know, like what? You're not happy? You're not? Hey, hey you know is is forgiveness and you know like what you crying and 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 it's just it's an amazing side (laughs) character that i really i would love to explore his life more and that's what i love about these shows is that they do give you these glimpses he's just like this big monster with a huge heart and kind of tells you how it is and then he's like he goes he goes what's hey what's this lady that that's giving you giving you shit what's her name and and she goes dorinda and he goes where you guys come up with these names? Are you kidding me? <laughs> and and, <then>
6: he, <laughs> and he goes, you're a legend. There'll only ever be one Tinsdale. And she goes, well, that's not really a person because my um, name's Tinsley.
0: Yeah. And then she goes, uh, act like you're hitting Dorita. You're hitting Dorita. hit Dorita. And she's like, do, <laughs> do you mean Dorinda? Um, the other uh, funny thing about this episode I love, that Luann <laughs> going into Leah's apartment was funny and – uh shot i mean it was it was crack because leah lives in a new york probably what is a very expensive apartment in new york but oh, it's yeah. it's an apartment where it's somebody that has made their own way in new york and has not you know been married to a count at any time or you know and Luann literally did a full-throated deep like ho like went in the talking head of like what did you think of leah's apartment and they literally left in the 10 second pause and she went <laughs> really <laughs> and it was it was and, and by the way it these people don't like they're such dummies like even like I love that they're getting honest reactions p- praise be but like man Leah gives the bigger room to her daughter she takes the smaller room and the daughter isn't even there for half like she's there like they split custody how amazing is that? How shouldn't that be yeah. celebrated as a mother? And you have Luann laughing about that. Like who her two weirdo kids probably had like smaller bedrooms than Luann, you know? I know they're great. Her, two Victoria's kids,
6: great. her two kids were suing her last year for yes. trying to steal their inheritance away. I mean, yeah, there's a different for set taking, of principles for here. Taking
0: the bigger bedroom. Yeah.
6: Louanne Lou is so out of touch, which makes her great TV viewing and also makes her cabaret shows what they are because she's not in on the joke. She doesn't understand that people are laughing at her. She thinks she's actually famous for being a great star, yeah. like an actual singer. And that's just who she is. She is so out of touch. I mean, she, it's like. Yeah, a king coming down and viewing the peasants' quarters for a day and being like, oh, what is happening here? Oh, darling. Oh, and then heading back and laughing about it. That's her. I mean, remember her season one tagline was, I never feel guilty for being privileged.
0: <laughs> but by the way, do you remember that hour-long Luann special? The the like yes. the, or, the origin story of Luann, and it showed the where e she came Hollywood from. True Hollywood story. They need to do that with all of the housewives. I don't know why Luann just got that treatment because I thought it was fascinating to see how she came up. But uh, they're taking a really interesting stance on alcohol this season. I feel mm-hmm. like it is really. What a way to show that alcoholism doesn't exist and we do not respect AA. And God Lover, I guess there's a new character named Elise on the show that literally is in every scene, but she never really talks except to like, she literally said a couple episodes ago, she was the only one when Lu- Lu- Luann took a drink. She goes, Aren't you an AA? Do you, do you think this is like a. And, yeah. and Dorinda goes, Shut up. No, she's good. She's good. Like, literally, like the only voice of reason of like, Hey, you worked all this time. You're an AA. Shouldn't you maybe? And Dorinda was like, She's fine. Leave her alone. You don't talk when you're. And then she's, Elise just is always there. Like, I'm I just, I'm shocked at least
6: makes no sense I think she was supposed to be a bigger mm, cast member than she is perhaps but she is not one to go head to head and fight like crazy even when Sonya is attacking her she just kind of like calm down it's okay like she is definitely a voice of reason but but a whispering one but
0: I kind of you know like they're never gonna listen to her I enjoy that like I enjoy having that character you have those characters in movies that are just always in the background and never talk I kind of love that that's a new character now of like this girl's in every Scene, and <laughs> yeah. you might hear a sentence in an episode, and it's kind of fun. It's a kind of a different way to go about things. It's uh, true. And of course, with so this apple thing, they all get hammered. They're peeing in the corn stalks. What I, the other thing I love, I love, love, hate, we're like Sonia, Sonia, and her pure sex drive. She is. I mean, really, she cannot be held down. And we find out she gets wasted. She's making a bunch of like uncouth comments about wine as a lubricant. And uh, Ramona offhandedly goes, ah, when did you have sex? And she goes, I had sex last night. I got pounded. And Leah was like, ah, because she's literally (laughs) I've never seen somebody so not open, but it's just it's fascinating. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, I love it so much.
6: Sonia is my goddess. I mean, I love her. I love her. I love her. She is definitely, to me, someone who I will hold in my heart no matter how messy or gross or awful she gets because I don't think she has a mean bone in her body. I think she is one of these people who, when she puts it all out there, she embarrasses herself down to the core. And for some reason, she doesn't hold that in and she doesn't let it create shame. And I just think that's a fascinating quality. She's never ashamed of herself. And if I were living Sonia's life on camera, I would be filled with shame. And she's not.
0: No. It's amazing to and, me. And by the way, that's why I think we love her so much. There's a yes. similar There's a similar aspect, not as refined to Sheena Shea from Vanderpump Rules, a similarity. Yeah. But uh, Dorinda is, is – I mean uh, Sonia is next level with that stuff and you always – I think somebody that lives their life unapologetically and also at the end of the day, isn't hurting people, like isn't actively trying to hurt people is somebody that you're like, well, that's a very interesting journey. Uh, But they all have interesting relationships to alcohol. And I think this is just a very interesting season because you're having like three different people with potential issues without or four, if you include Leah not drinking for nine years. And I know, of course, of course. To the previews coming up, she does have like drinking episodes again that she's like freaking out on. Um, so I'm excited yeah. to see that. Uh, and yeah, like you said, Dorinda went too hard on Tinsley. She was saying things like, "My chewing gum has lasted longer than your relationship." I didn't know you for the first fifty years of my life, and I don't want to know you for the last fifty years. She's like really like just bullying, pummeling at awful, Tinsley. Awful. And I don't know. Yeah. So it, it's it's. But by the way, still this. Just what a. As always, these ladies are magical. New York is magical. Wouldn't you love to see... You know, they took that bus ride to the Hayride and we saw them get on the bus and then we see them get off the bus. Give me that hour footage of them on the bus. Just give it to me. Let me... Oh, well, absolutely. Let, I could hear them talk about anything. Anything. I like,
4: agree. I just want to footage. see their
6: text messages on their phones. Just close up on everything. To mention it all. Yes. Mention I, it all.
0: I don't... I don't... Uh, I would just... Like Bravo needs – like they have all of that. You know they shot that entire bus ride. Give it to me. You don't have to edit it. I don't care what angle it's from. Let me hear the sound and like that's all I need and I can create my own thoughts from there. Uh, You said mention it all and Aaron, we did mention it all today. I could go with you another two hours uh, at least. I hope you'll come back on because this is just – this was just a fun – Absolutely. Like just a fun conversation and that's what I had hoped for. So thank you. Where I. Everybody knows Aaron, but where can we find you? Where can we follow you? How do we help?
6: You could. Oh, how do you help? You know, I just maybe refill my meds. uh, (laughs) But other than that. So I am on social media just struggling along at Aaron Leah Martin, and I have my podcast, Pink Shade with Aaron Martin, and I do recaps on there for Housewives, 90 Day Fiance. I have some other kind of one-offs every once in a while, and then I have a Patreon, Pink Shade Patreon, and a Hey Bunky Patreon with Mary Payne Gilbert where I do bonus recaps. And you can find me on the Jenny McCarthy Show on Fridays on XM. Yeah, and other than that, you know, really everything I have going on is located on tasteofreality.com. That's the best place to go. Tasteofreality.com, look up Pink Shade, and you can find fun merchandise there, too, that's 90-day related, and they do housewives stuff. And
0: Yeah, Taste of yeah. Reality does a lot of – they have a lot of great shows yeah. under their banner. Uh, it's like Troy Turner, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 I yeah. love
6: Troy, Troy and Dana. Yep, they're yeah. heading up like a big, we're trying to grow it over there and it's happening. And, you know, during this time of quarantine, we'll be figuring out maybe some rebranding efforts. You know, we're all just
0: figuring it out. Is, like is I said, it, I didn't know fun? what I was
6: doing two years ago and it has, it's no different now.
0: Please yeah, is, it, is it shocking though to see your growth? Have you been like ecstatic to like see how it's grown over the years?
6: I've been really happy to see the growth and it's nice because I'm not the best at marketing myself. I just like talking to people, it you sucks, know, and so I bad. also have. I have, I have side, you know, hustles too, where I did a cult podcast because I was born in a cult. And so I wanted to interview my parents and then people who had been in it. And then I'm doing another, another side project about cult. So I kind of have other things going on too. And I think, I think I'm a little too scattered sometimes to market myself appropriately. Then I think, Hey, (laughs) what would Sonya do? Sonia (laughs) never gets anything off the ground either. And somehow she perseveres on.
0: Well, so. we're looking forward to your toaster oven and I hope it comes out soon. Uh, but this is, this has been extremely delightful. So thank you so much. And, and we will talk to you thank soon.
3: You.
0: We have been blessed with such a great show. Wasn't Erin Martin amazing? Uh, please check out her podcast. So many great shows she covers. And obviously it sounds like her Patreons amazing as well. Um, you guys, I got a special segment for you here a couple of weeks ago. As you guys know, I'm an actor. It's what I do. But I'd like to share a scene with you, or a monologue, if you will. Do you guys remember this?
4: Cab... Cuban cabaret upstate. And cabaret, cabaret, cabaret all
3: day. Life is not a cabaret.
0: Ryan, there's no way that you could potentially do that monologue. Oh, really, folks? Well, listen to this. Welcome to So Bad It's Good Masterpiece Theater. Ryan Bailey as... Bethany Frankel A couple of weeks ago we did So Bad It's Good Masterpiece Theater and I did Aaron's monologue from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. The reaction was fast and furious. People say I've moved them, which I don't know about that. I've inspired them. People compared me to Vin Diesel from the Fast and Furious global hit series of movies. But I think all in all, the consensus was This guy's good, but what else can he do? A lot of people have been throwing down their challenges of housewife and Bravo monologues, and I'll take all comers, but today we're going to go with a housewife, a female housewife. Ryan, can you do a female housewife? You bet your damn ass I can. I will act the shit out of this. Now, this is Bethany Frankel's life Is not a cabaret monologue from Real Housewives of New York. Okay, so let me set the scene. They're all at a restaurant. And Luann has been going on about her cabaret, being mean to Barbara, just being out of touch with all the ladies. And finally, Bethany has had it. Okay, let me just take a second to get get in character and then we'll be ready to go. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one. Scene. You're insufferable. Yes. No, this is it. Yes. Are you going to sing it? Sing it? No. No, I'm not done. No. We build you up to tear you down? No, let me ask you. Teacher, teacher, countess. I have a question, countess. When's the last time you asked me how I am about Dennis? When's the last time? All the time. Show me. Show me. You are intolerable. You never change. Because you never change. Because you dined out on your sobriety. You're dining out. Yes, you are. Dining out. Yes, you are. You're dining. I've been through it. I've been through it. so proud of myself. I'm so proud of myself. Let me explain to you clearly. Dennis helped you with your case 100%. When's the last time you asked me how I feel about it? Actually, you are. You actually are. It's unnerving. It's un... Well, we're here, right? Because it's the truth. The truth hurts. It's true. I'm so mad. And you haven't asked me how I am. He died. He's in the ground. He said, no, you haven't. No, you haven't. You only one time. I'm going through a lot and come to my thing. And cabernet fucking Cuban cabaret upstate and cabaret, cabaret, cabaret all day. Life is not a cabaret. It is actually not a cabaret. To watch my daughter sleep. What am I? What am I? Look at yourself. Look in the fucking mirror. Look at me. Look at you. You've never checked in on Dennis. Not once. No. No, you didn't. Every day is about you. Every fucking day is about you. Every fucking second is about you. Oh, because I didn't get a massage. Because you're an asshole that didn't even have lunch with us today. Because you go to look at your own poster. You, 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 your unintelligible crying. This is your problem. Do you understand? It was a whole weekend. It took weeks of my life for you. She's being your fucking door mad and scared. Yes, she is. I spoke to your kids. I sat outside in your driveway to make sure that you didn't drive your car. You almost crashed the car and killed your friends. You were running. Running in a field in a negligee. And it had to be taken in cop cars. And I made sure that they didn't record it so you didn't ultimately get arrested. You left. You left the fucking rehab. And I got you for free two weeks early. And you said, yes, you did. You Yes, you did. It was cabaret. You're a sicko. Fuck cabaret! You left rehab! I got it for free! You're sick! You know what I'm talking about. End scene. who That one took a lot out of me. I will need a second to recover before I can... Ret- that... I had to purge the recesses of my soul and do a lot of... a lot of inner work just to be able to portray a lot of those emotions, and I think that's... Probably going to stick with me for a bit, Ooh, but let's shake it off. So while we wait for me to, uh, to recover, I saved the best for last, folks. You know them, you love them, friends of the pod. Uh, they are my parents, Bill and Becky Bailey. They watched the season finale of Vanderpump Rules because I'm still here at my parents' place. Wasn't planning on that, but here we are. And uh, they watched it. We watched it in sad silence. And then we recorded this podcast Enjoy.
1: Pod, Bill and Becky Bailey are back. Uh,
0: how are you guys doing?
1: Really exhausted after watching an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs>
0: by the way, the, the hour mark happened and my dad said, how long is this? <laughs> the finale. And, well, by the way, we're laughing more now than we did that entire episode,
1: which was, it was pretty boring, right?
5: It was a little eh. intense, and I think they need to hire a brain surgeon. Well,
1: we didn't have enough Jacks to get mad. Yeah. at. <laughs> I mean, he
0: re- so Jack's really leaned into the handy. Like we saw last week in <laughs> the preview, he's handicapped. He needs an ace bandage for his brain. He really is fixated on that. He has a mental disorder. Does
1: he get the? Park at handicap parking now. Or? That's
0: what he, that's what he's probably aiming for. But he really he really wants the sympathy. He said at the end of the episode with Sandoval, he said he went to Home Depot the other day and he was crying on aisle eight. <laughs> which could you imagine if you saw him on aisle eight crying?
5: But also, Stassi mentioned she's having brain problems too. Is there a trend here?
0: Well, she just said that as a joking way to Kristen. I don't think she really oh, has okay. a brain problem. Um, so this is the end of the season. It snuck up on us. Most of the season sucked, and I felt this was a really lackluster last episode. They tried to like pull it together. Wait, you at thought the, end. the
1: season sucked the whole yeah. thing, really? Why? Well, I mean,
0: no. There, I mean, there were a couple good episodes, and you saw one of the good episodes last week.
1: Yeah, that was good last week. <laughs> yeah, but uh, for the most part,
0: they spent too much time on Jackson Brittany's wedding, which you guys. I mean, luckily, you would have. Yeah. You wanted to. You would have wanted to leave the earth if you had seen it, but, uh, but. This, I just feel like there's a lot of new cast members. They didn't really find a way to properly integrate it.
1: Who was the girl when they were at the, the anniversary party? Yeah. It was leaning in on a conversation, just had that big, weird smile constantly. That the
0: in the black. Girl was
5: trying to get well,
0: out oh of it. yeah, that was so. Sheena is the girl. Oh, well, so Sheena was the girl that came in, but then Sheena has like a twin that works at the Vegas bar. Like, right. uh, oh, she has a twin. Well, no, it's like a well, fake twin. Remember it that? I remember like they were her, talking. about And She that. was there because yes. she slept with Max, one of the new people. So Lisa brought her in to like probably cause some kind of drama, and then that didn't happen. So I think she likes put her nose in that so she could get into a. She just looked
1: with weird her. with that smile constantly. Yeah, she looked like a. Like a, a, a serial killer.
5: It was like a sorority party.
0: <laughs> it was so the year anniversary of Tom Tom will play played a sorority party. Now, Dad, you listened to last week's episode of the <laughs> podcast, and or two weeks ago or something, and Sheena Shea, right. You didn't know it was Sheena, but you said whoever that girl is has a dirty mouth.
1: <laughs> wow, <Well>, yeah,
0: because <laughs> it was uh, Sheena's "One More Time" song. That the song is about having sex with a partner just one more time.
1: Yeah. Well, I was on my walk this morning. I was listening to it, and like, my goodness. I mean, he walked fast. I'm no, I'm no prude or anything, but the way you analyzed it, I was real proud of you. <laughs> have, you have you ever had one more time with a girlfriend, Dad? No, I'm just joking. Don't no, no, no answer that. He was No, not way. even with mom. <laughs> yeah.
0: No more time. Um, what, uh, what? So uh, they try to make a couple of pointers throughout this whole like, episode is that DJ James Kennedy, he's the guy that has like, 45 days sober. And we see his mom has uh, stopped drinking as well for six months. Do you believe in his sobriety in his? Ch- or do you believe? Well, Jax is out there saying he wants to change too, and then DJ James Kennedy says he wants to change. Who are you most likely to believe?
5: I think DJ absolutely DJ Jax is never gonna change his brain is damaged Jax just
1: need, yeah he just needs all the attention yeah he but and he wants to like he
0: uses different tactics to lie each time yeah. now uh, a couple other things about this show that I found funny so when they went to Lala's house um, uh, mom your comment was that's her fiance. Because you had never met Randall Emmett no, on it, Randall Emmett. So it was shocking to you that, that you said, that's a beautiful girl. And about it was Lala. just the
5: way he was dressed. He was very sloppily dressed his, and, he has, and like, groomed. His beard was all He can't help that he up. has
0: double chins. Like, well, he no, can't help that, that
5: wasn't the point. It was just he looked sloppy. <laughs> and she was so put together. She Obviously,
1: was you haven't looked in his wallet. <laughs> yeah, he's his.
0: Yeah, you, know, yeah. you know
5: what's not sloppy? The his wallet.
1: wallet. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> the
5: wallet is gorgeous, too.
1: So you you thought Lala was pretty, but
0: oh gorgeous! And then you also said, and I, I don't mean look wise, but you said <laughs> Katie doesn't fit with Schwartz.
5: No, she doesn't. Their personalities, they're, um, she's more aggressive. He seems to be real laid back. What he just goes with the flow most of the time. Now,
1: we, which one was Katie? And
5: point Schwartz? him in a direction. Katie and is he goes. The,
0: the Schwartz is one of the bar owners with Tom Sandoval. Okay, and Katie is his wife. She was wearing like the too tight of dress, potentially that peachy
5: dress, there like the, at the red box. dress. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it, got like, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: and she was the one that got into the fight with Stassi and Chris or with Kristen when they were like witches of WeHo Dunzo. That was their friend that they said they're not going to be friends with anymore.
1: Oh, I'm getting like Jacks. All these names are giving me it's a, a lot. That's what I'm saying. There's too many
0: people on the show, <laughs> yeah. but the whole show leads up to Sandoval and Jacks breaking up.
5: Yes, as yeah. friends, but they yeah. they
0: weren't
1: lovers were they <laughs> I mean, no no, no <laughs> they were they're just friends they
0: were I, never lovers but they were friends for 20 years yeah so they really uh which i think is the smart thing they really have i mean you guys have probably not been lovers with friends but have ended friendships over oh, yeah. the years absolutely it, have hard. you told them or have you just
1: hoped they went away
5: it, you just kind of drift off this
1: kind of goes away <laughs>
0: you've never, you never you we, never went
1: we, to a bar and said
5: i think we, need
0: to go we weren't
1: we weren't being filmed
0: yeah no. exactly yeah, yeah
5: there you go are they getting Jacks out of the show, or what's the deal?
0: I hope so, but I mean, he no, thinks it's they can't his show. The show. Well, also, and I did things. think about this last week. I think Dad said that is that you do need him because yeah. he creates havoc. So, and I don't think he's trying to do it on purpose. He's just so self centered.
1: He creates amazing. Yeah, movies. but you see all these shows like Mom and I have been watching for like the umpteen times. Oh, are you about to bring Downton Abbey I'm up bring again? Downton Abbey he's... in? Did I bring this up last week? About no, the I just you watched Downton Abbey all yeah. time. No, no, but. Every show has to have a really bad villain. Yeah. Dalton Abbey is one of the the servants, and he's, man, he's really good at being bad. And
5: that's what Jax Thomas. Yeah.
1: Every every show needs Every show needs a villain, and he actually... Needs a Thomas or Jax.
5: Just like in the photo shoot, he was going to wear what he wanted to wear when he wanted to wear it. He's like a spoiled little kid. Now,
1: Mom, her. you came out with a controversial opinion
0: during the episode where you said Ooh. these women have to keep flaunting their looks yeah. and men don't walk around with their pants down. Right. And I thought that was, I mean, if you if you have it, flaunt it, right? Because no. by the way, I think that's but set then up by they men. Get all
5: upset when men look or are I don't aggressive think toward them.
0: Well, I mean, but I think they uh, I think they are set that way. I mean, they're set up that way to be ogled at sometimes because men have, like, not forced them into it, but, like, have sh- shown that that works.
5: Well, yeah, and they're buying into <laughs> By the way, I do it. want to
0: point out, mommy's in one of, like, a tightest tube top right well, now and, like, jean
5: shorts. it, they have. No, they don't. They have very little self-worth, in my opinion, if that's the direction they're going. And I'm
1: wearing going.
5: a they're, they're They're beautiful women in their own right and have... Just wearing beautiful clothes and jewelry is plenty.
0: Controversial opinion, that's, that's yep. but it's good, yeah. Uh, so, what did you think about? So, at the 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 photo shoot, Ariana actually had a conversation with Jacks, where he was like, "Hey, sorry about that old pool party thing," and then he throws his wife under yeah, the exactly. bus. Brittany Big goes, time. "He goes, I was I was cool with it, but Brittany was like pretty bummed out." And then they flash back I to Jacks. Saying like Tom Cavanagh's, and he had his arms
1: flying everywhere. Yeah. And, and he was
0: yeah. being calm to Ariana. That's how big of a bullshitter he, yeah, he is. He really did. And throw she called him, him on it though. Well, Ariana Kudos knows to her. Yeah, Ariana knows. And Ariana, and he goes, "You know what? I'm probably going to screw up a lot more." And she goes, "I know you will.
5: You do daily." <laughs> yeah. She said, yeah. "You have many, many." And she,
0: she didn't
1: seem uh,
5: flat. She, didn't give she him was unflappable.
1: Does her lips ever get in the way? Who Ariana? Yeah, huh? Ariana's big lips. No, who's the uh, the the woman? That owns it. Everything. Oh, Lisa. Lisa. That's oh, Lisa, Lisa. never mind. Lisa. Yeah, Lisa's. I think Lisa's. Let's right. do oh, get in hi. the way. I was okay, like, well, wow, she has well, big, we, she know, has know, big lips. We did see.
0: Uh, speaking of like that's body parts, honey. is that we did see Ariana and Tom go to some place to get their fat out of their pushed into. Their oh, butt I saw,
1: yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: Wow.
0: They that they was at the beginning.
5: Massage, they were at some spa. Okay, different. Well, Tom is Tom is more
0: of like he. He gets ready just like a girl does. Like he takes hours oh, to get ready, really? and that's yeah. he does say. Like he in the show, he used to or he still does. He shaves his forehead. Yeah, because yeah. he says you can get fine hairs and did, stuff did like that. Did you see
5: all the stuff he brought in with him to change into that night when he first came into the? He's always bar. prepared with costumes. He just had a ton of stuff. He's one of the and Toms. you could tell yeah. he yeah. took a long time. He,
1: he remind me of. Uh, Justin Bieber when he wears that hat. <laughs> yeah, no,
0: that's actually is true. That is. Um, uh, he actually, I was at, I was at a karaoke place with him one time, and he was uh, giving me advice on how to get women. And <laughs> he said, and he, but he he just, he was very meticulous about it, and he wasn't. He was just like, you know what? You never face off with a woman. You go side to side. You go side to side. You're the same energy, and then he goes. You you want to know like you if you want to really get to know a girl, you go out with you ask to go out with her and her girlfriends because her girlfriends won't let her be anybody but herself on the date. He was like he actually had That's thought all his rules about everything.
1: That's very But then he was I like, like he was like
0: I'll take you out sometime and I was like no way. Like I'm not going to go out with you and like everybody wants to talk to you?
1: <laughs> yeah. Why wouldn't you? You may get the
0: well, leftovers. Just
5: don't go face to face.
0: <laughs> Thanks, mom. Thank you. By the way, that's your face, mom. Um, yeah, beard and all. Now, thank you, dad. Uh, now, mom, in this, this, and this is serious: is that James Kennedy's mom had a double mastectomy, breast cancer, which yeah. you have, you know, right? had breast cancer. Have you know? Um, Mine were, was just a single. Were you <laughs> upset that he cried more than I did when he found out? I couldn't out?
5: believe he was. So much after the fact, now crying. <laughs> he seemed like he was just hearing all this, and that's what shocked me. But would
0: you, did you wish yeah. that I would cry more? You know, when no, you yeah, didn't I wish didn't wish like I people cry. to
5: cry. I didn't like to tell you people like a, because they would cry when I would tell them. And that upset me. I was good with. But you like a little
0: crying, right? No, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, I'm j- I'm I don't joking. like people to cry. <laughs> um, I'm just teasing. <laughs> so Sheena, uh, Sheena, the gross girl from Vegas, or no, no, the the twin from Vegas okay. and Sheena, when they met each other at Tom Tom. Yeah. Uh, She said – because they had both hooked up with Max, who was the GM at TomTom. Remember? Yeah, yeah. And she said – okay. So she goes, oh, oh, you look so cute. You look like me from seven years ago. And she's like, and we're Eskimo sisters. Do you guys know what Eskimo sisters is? Do you know what Eskimo sisters is? They rub noses? No. It means they've slept with the same guy. Oh,
5: Oh, so they both slept with Max.
0: Yes, right. She slept with Matt. The Vegas girl slept with Max in Vegas when they were there on an episode this the it. season. And Sheena slept with Max. And then earlier why is the
5: Max so all I, uptight he, about? He being, seems so boring. His I don't old know. Girlfriend liking his friend Dana. Yeah. I mean, leave it alone. He's an it's I didn't stupid. Care for?
1: He has a
0: handicap. Well, <laughs> yes, he is. He's handicapped
5: too. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, also, we find out in that fight with Dana and. Max, where he's like, I don't want to see you again. Oh, I yeah. hired you here. Brett, the other new guy, told Dana that he, he had slept with five girls since they had broken up, right. which is against yeah. kind of the, I mean, the kid's kind of the bro code, even though it's not right to sleep with five girls, but like he told Why, Dana. Wait a minute.
1: Why isn't it right to sleep with five girls? <laughs> no, I'm just
0: saying. Like, oh, at but the same sh- time yeah, or what? He
5: was supposed to be Max's friend and he shouldn't yeah, be he didn't him. Yeah, he did it you get it in Dana's stirring pants. He's that like, pot. And that's another thing
0: Dana, the blonde girl, in the beginning said, because last week's episode, do you remember when they were both saying, like, I don't like her, I don't like her either, at the table about Dana? Oh, yeah. They were fighting over who liked her least. I remember, yeah. And then at the beginning of this episode, she was like, I get what Brett meant, you know? And I feel like that's just a girl letting a guy off the hook.
5: I agree 100%. And then (laughs) last week, he kept saying, oh, but Max was okay if I kissed her. her. Max was okay if I dated her. Max was okay... And then all of a sudden, this big blow-up.
0: Yeah. It, I mean, it, but also, at the same time, who, who cares? So yeah. uh, witches, of thoughts, WeHo, yeah. witches of WeHo are Stasi, Kristen, and Katie. They have a wine company that's called Witches of WeHo. Oh, you know, and really? WeHo means oh. West Hollywood. And right, they, like, I knew that. They always consider them to the witches of WeHo. God. Is it good wine? No, it's shit. I mean, it's, I mean, and you can only buy it like as a package deal through a wine company. You can't buy it at a store. You have oh. to like buy a couple bottles through like, a the distributor.
5: What was the one we bought at Costco? Lisa at Vanderpump Rosé. Oh, okay. I Is mean, that any it good? Something to do I mean, it's,
1: you bought a Rosé?
5: No,
1: uh, it
0: was, oh, okay. it was like okay. a, yeah, yeah. It was, I mean, it's a, cheap, it's, a, good, a it's a good, it's a decent it. cheap Rosé. Yeah. Uh,
5: yeah. Oh, okay. So it's decent. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm not a Rosé. Well, I got anymore. a
1: comment
0: for that, but I won't do it. <laughs> uh Yeah. I mean, all in all, I feel like the season really didn't. Do much? I mean, I guess so. They're not friends anymore. So I really don't know where they go from here. Yeah, I, I don't, could say, where do say where does it go that next was year. My
5: question. I don't want. I mean, I have no interest
0: here? in seeing these people have kids.
5: Oh, that's scary. Because they're getting old, right? Oh, please, I mean, no. yeah, 40s. Jax
0: is forty, or at least he's telling people he's forty. Oh,
1: so, I'm
0: sure. So and then this past week, um, an editor of Vanderpump Rules got fired for doing a podcast and kind of revealing secrets, and they Ooh. said one of her one of her things that she said in edit is that uh, Stassi and Bo, her fiance were told by Bravo to give them the hero edit. So like they are always uh, in every episode and they're, 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 they're edited more favorably to make them look better
5: Um. than
0: the rest. And,
5: Yeah, they do like that. So it is manipulated. Yeah, but it's all, I mean, but we know, but but by the way, you don't watch any of
0: these shows and think this is like a documentary. It's all manipulated. It's all.
5: And and Bo very clearly acts like he's like, yeah, I'll go with you to that thing tonight. But I'm not staying. Now, which on. one was he Bo? Doesn't want Bo to be a is part Stassi's
0: it. fiance. They were looking at the house together got when they went yeah. house got shopping. It, he it, doesn't seem it, to be
5: want he, to be a part of it.
0: He's a commercial. I think I told you he's a commercial casting director. He was in my first acting class, and he actually got me my commercial agent. He's a good guy. I mean, oh, he's wow. He, um, I mean, he's you know has his, but he's he's pretty good. Um,
5: he seemed like he was. Bet he didn't want to hang around with that crowd.
0: Yeah. Uh, DJ James Kennedy apologizes to Randall, who is Lala's fiancé. Yeah, who right. Who said doesn't belong
5: yeah. with uh, Lala. Right. right. But, just... but he seemed, uh, DJ seems sincere, and I was glad the other man recognized that. While he's sober, he's a very nice, charming person. Well, most
1: drunks are. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh,
5: no, when he's not drunk, he's very charming. I've
0: I talked to I'm DJ saying. James Kennedy when he's drunk a lot. He just yeah. doesn't, he doesn't Comprehend. really, he's not really. Was he
1: really a mean? And Is he a mean hmm. drunk? Or? No,
0: he's like. Well, I mean, he's feels like he, a couple times he seems like he's been in his own world. Yeah. Um, you know, one time I went up to him and he, he thought I was somebody else. He thought I was like a producer. And he's like, if you put me in your movie, I'll make you a billion dollars. <laughs> and I was like, what? And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm not a producer. And he's like, yes, you are. And I'm like, I swear to God, I'm not. He's like. I saw you over there kissing that girl. And I had like was not with any girl. I was with <laughs> guys. I, I,
5: he doesn't comprehend when he's drunk.
0: Yes. So, are you kissing the guys? I, I, yes. That, uh, this is crazy for this to come out this way. Mm, hey, I love LA. Um, yeah, but I mean, that, that's pretty much it. Uh, Lisa at the end gets, Lisa's talking to Jax, and Jax makes the mistake of saying, uh, This is my show. He goes, This is my life. You know, this is real friends. This is my life. And it's, you know, it's my show. And Lisa's like, No, it's my show. <laughs> Yeah. Which, by the way, I really, I love the fact that it's all around Lisa Vanderpumper, like her restaurants, but I don't, have no desire to see Lisa in scenes or like, it just doesn't really do anything. Nah.
5: I, I like, well, she, she just kind of like comes in and breaks it up, you know, kind of mixes it back. When she comes in, it kind of mixes the whoever's having conversations, they kind of break it up, and mix up with another. It's kind of a break type thing.
0: Uh, can you put in a bandage on a brain?
5: Don't think so. He he, he
0: said he needs an ace bandage yeah. on his brain.
5: He needs a brain surgeon. <laughs>
0: uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, First of all, you have to have a brain. Yeah.
5: <laughs> well, th- honey, that was very well said.
0: Uh, but yeah, so this is two episodes in a row. you got to be here for the finale, which was just huge. You, yeah. might, you guys must have been so excited. Yeah, it was great. Uh, it went over, though. <laughs> yeah, it went over 15 minutes. But, and then, so... Uh, Vander... all those bars are closed but hopefully when it's open you guys can both come out We can yeah all I really want together. to do that yeah. Yeah, and you I got can get into a fight him. with Jax and stuff like that oh
5: yeah I can uh, hang out with Schwartz some more and see how many drinks he can pour down himself
0: and what's your favorite moment of having me here
1: uh, well you haven't left yet.
0: Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Family fun time. No, it's been
1: great with the kids and everything. It's been great. And um, we set we and we set up your iPad time.
0: yesterday. Yeah. It was cool. And, and we, I showed mom how to do something on her games. computer. Thank you, thank you very much.
5: We Did a Jack's puzzle. But we went over to, hey, how about that Jack's puzzle?
1: <laughs> the, went over to cares for the swimming yeah. and then we had a cookout and then we played games that was really Mother's fun Day, was that was, no, really was awesome. fun. it was a tell, good family time you
0: can tell we haven't been around people was a long a time, time. There yeah. was no it was all fun and uh, it was all fun and laughs and stuff like that so uh, well thank you guys for doing this uh, I, I love you both and you are your fan favorites so you we guys we love you sweetheart that we'll tell the audience you love them too we, we love, love you, audience. Yes. Thank you. For <laughs> loving the podcast.
5: I, when I <laughs> do, do my walks, I listen. Yeah.
0: But, dad, yeah, that, that's scary that you listen now. I got to make sure I calm it down.
5: <laughs> That'll never happen. All right. Later.
0: Later. And that is our podcast today. Thank you so much for listening. I tried to get this under three hours and I failed. Uh, by a couple minutes but uh, I like to to end the podcast with an apology. No you guys, what a great episode. Thank you to Samantha Bush. Thank you to Aaron Martin. Thank you to my family of course for having me and thank you to you guys. You guys are the most important so thank you for being with me. I do want to mention a couple of things. I was on Bravo Happy Hour by Megan O'Donnell. Uh, She has turned out to be a great friend of mine. She just created a YouTube page and she's doing a contest giveaway that I really strongly suggest you guys go. Uh, All you have to do is put your name and email and subscribe To our YouTube channel, and you can be put in the mix for all these Bravo goodies, which is always dope. And I want you to remind you that there is a Patreon for this, and this week is a fabulous, fabulous episode. Uh, New York City Prep, NYC Prep, uh, Bravo 2009 show. We are on the fifth episode of Patreon. Uh, This week we were blessed with the presence of Annabelle Annabelle DeSisto from Adderall and Compliments, and we had a blast. And then I even put like on a two-hour music mix on there as well. So I'm excited to keep that going. If you guys have – a need for some extra content, it's over there. But you guys know how to reach me, so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey at gmail.com. My phone number, of course, is 310 926 5887 And uh we'll talk to you guys next week. Oh, actually, no. One more thing. There's a genius actor that passed away, uh in uh who meant a great deal to me in terms of comedy. So I would like to um I don't know, I know this is always silly, not like Somebody in heaven is listening to a podcast, but Fred Willard, wherever you are, uh, you made me laugh so hard um, over the course of how long I've lived. You just are such a funny guy. I want to end the podcast tonight with uh, a little musical number he did with Catherine O'Hara, O'Hara, who you guys know from Schitt's Creek, of course. Um, but this is their rendition of uh, Midnight at the Oasis They use it as an audition piece in the movie Waiting for Guffman by Christopher Guest. If you have not seen Waiting for Guffman, go see Waiting for Guffman. It is one of the funniest improv movies that I've ever seen in my life, and Fred Willard is a genius. If you guys have seen it, you're going to love this last part. If you guys haven't, please go watch it. So Fred Willard, wherever you are, thank you for your service, and we will talk to you guys next week. Love you. Bye. Ding dong.
5: Oh, I wonder who knows I'm vacationing here at the Oasis.
3: Am I late?
5: You! Surprised? How did you find me? I have my ways. Would you like to come in for coffee? You don't need to answer.
1: And I will be your she.
0: I don't need a harem honey, when you're by my side, and you won't need a
1: camel, no, no, when I take you for
0: a
5: ride. We'll need some coffee to go with that ride, won't we? We're always full
1: surprises.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but say, I wonder, do we have time for that coffee?
3: What time is it?
0: What time is it? Haven't you been paying attention? It's Midnight, Midnight at, at the Oasis!
6: <laughs> Betches